concert the other night. One. It was fun. This is um, <clears throat> this is from the uh, Enema album. Len- Leonard's favorite. <laughs> um, the name of the song is. I can sing it. Their names are Ziggy. This is um, Hooker with a Penis, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, I knew a man wearing them five ones, head to toe. Yeah. I don't sing like Maynard, but. You like Tool? I never heard of her. Really? No, he likes her. hookers with penises. <laughs> she has <laughs> That's hilarious. We were actually asked, after the separation, we were uh, politely asked to get rid of all those shirts, which we did. Which ones? So the Deport Eduardo shirts. I probably I like can't. That. One thing I probably can't really talk about is... Well, certain things I can. I have to watch the anything Aaron Sermon related. Um, I mean, I can say his name, um, but I'm, I really probably can't talk too much about anything. I can talk vaguely about the FDA stuff. Would you ever perjure yourself to keep him out of jail? <laughs> 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 Stuff like that I probably can't, can't talk about. I can vaguely talk if any of that comes up. But. That's about the worst question mm-hmm. I could ask. I actually have to go to uh, court Tuesday for that. So, again. Yeah. That's a long fucking process. Very long. They're actually going to request. Uh, the, so, the, the mediation uh, Tuesday is to request a continuance. The attorneys want to request a lot more time because there's literally, this is not an exaggeration, there's one million pages of discovery. It's actually one million pages. Yeah, they want a continuance to keep padding their fucking pockets. Well, they they had um, o- almost three years to build their side, and we've only, well, if we go to trial in January, we would only have six months. Isn't that a... F- uh, pretty common strategy with the feds, though. They bury you in paper, hoping you'll just make a deal. Absolutely. But, you know, from the start, we've, we believe that, that we are innocent, so we're not going to back down. So we actually had to hire five attorneys that are going through all the documents. That's just their, their job on the side. So. <laughs> what a fucking pain in the ass. But we can talk about a lot more fun stuff, stuff, stuff then. Uh, cocaine, hookers, and steroids. <laughs> <laughs> Who is like, is there like, does somebody uh, navigate the show or do you guys, is it just a free-for-all? It's a free-for-all. Okay. So there's no like official host or anything like that? No, okay. Really. No, we just sit here and bullshit. Is this, does anyone talk the least? We we really thought. Who talks the least? Well, I don't have a mic tonight, so. And it depends on my blood alcohol. <laughs> why, don't, why don't we? St- my idea was that we wanted to invite you here to use our platform to help clear your good name after uh, Jason ran you through the fucking dirt to Tony Huge. Because <laughs> we know those are all fucking lies. And he's eventually going to turn on Tony Huge mm-hmm. and order 66. Tony Huge. He actually didn't respond to me. I'll have to look at the text message. So when that went down, of course, as you guys know, anytime Jason does anything, before I even see it, a hundred people will will make sure that I see it, and so 
I actually saw it first on the real Chris Braz page. And, you know, he had done his little edit that I thought was funny. I, and I always find him to be, at this point, he is, he's been very pro-PJ and, and pretty anti-Jason. He does not like Jason. And Jason does not like I think him. Chris Braz is fair. He always seems to be on the correct side. So do I. But he, so I, I had a, a, a conversation with Chris Braz where he just feels, at this point, Jason's just not a good person. And I honestly, at this point, agree. And so when he put that video up, I said, I sent it to him. And I, I wrote, what's this about, Jason? After all I've done for you and the money that I've given you over the years, this is what you want to say about me. Now, before that, literally one day before that, he messaged me uh, a Star Wars thing like he always does. That new Star Wars flick looks awesome. It does look good. And then so he sent me uh, the video it was Chest and Buys with Brad 10 year anniversary. And he said, uh, uh, celebrity, my 10 year on YouTube, huge deal. Thank you. You're on my YouTube. Huge deal. Huge deal. It big deal. Thank you. Please share. Uh, please post on your Instagram. So usually when he reaches out to me, it's just he wants me to do something for him. Right. He but, your first. Well, now that, that he, he did something that I have to reach out to him for, he doesn't respond. He has not responded to me since this has gone up. And I know a bunch of people have said stuff to him. When I moved to Florida a couple months ago, I was staying Airbnbs, whatnot, and I was a huge fan when I came down here. I, I lived with Jason for two weeks. And I went in there as a fan, and after the two weeks, you realize no matter what problems he has, he's a piece of shit. I mean, <laughs> damn. I think that, so if you go through the history, obviously, well, I met Jason alone with his mom the very first time. And then after that, Andrew was the first person. And from all the way back then till now, the progression of, of Jason has in the past couple of years, just spiraled out worse and worse and worse. And the thing that I think that it, and I don't want to sit here and have this be like, let's just two hours talk shit about Jason because that's not what I want to do. But I think that what a lot of people don't understand is that Jason plays his character up a lot and he actually knows a lot more about what he's doing. So Tony Huge, for instance, when I spoke to him about it, he said at first, just like me, that he thought that Jason was, he, I don't want to say he used the word retarded, but, you know, that, okay, this guy is, well, let's just say a retard. Right? <laughs> and then when he met him, though, he realized, no, that's not the case at all. So when I first met him the first time, I was like, this guy's a fucking retard, right? This is, this is like, ridiculous. And then when I met him, and I met him with his mom, Jane, the first time, I actually, I pulled Aaron aside. And I was like, look, here's the deal. I, I want to go through this video completely different. This kid's actually not retarded. I think that he is definitely somehow men mentally handicapped. I am not a doctor, but I diagnosed him that day saying he's either some sort of like high functioning autistic, perhaps Asperger's syndrome. I'm like, but he is kind of like a child in a way, but he's, he's with it. Right. I, so from that start, I was like, let's try to swing this positive which for the beginning phase was absolutely what it was, which is what I also think for everybody that starts. With which Jason. I said in the, in the video the other day, phases of Jason. Yes. So in the initial phase, phase of Jason, which I think most people found to be pretty entertaining, you had Andrew behind the camera, which not to suck Andrew's dick, I think that was... I won't stop you, you know. <laughs> I think that, that... Is that a Freudian slip, PJ? <laughs> no, I'm serious. Not to suck his Just dick, but I feel that... Just don't expect me to that, suck yours back. I feel that Andrew brought 
a part of Jason out that people found to be like endearing and very entertaining in the in the beginning. And then you had the different guys that would come in, Lenny and, uh, you know, Big Rich and Saul and all the funny characters from, from the gym. The guys that like the day that I went there with you, the same guys that were kind of floating around. It was it was a funny group. And Jason started getting more and more popular. And then you had people that definitely wanted to use Jason, of course, to get their views out. And then you had the really, really scummy guys that came in and had him doing all the jackass type ridiculous bullshit. Johnny Fitness. Um, we lit a bottle rock out, out of his asshole, though. We didn't do that. Out of Jason's. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, look, he, he's... Yeah, two of them, I think. Yeah, two. He asked for it, too. <laughs> He'll, he's, he is obsessed with the, the views. That's, what, that's right. what he cares about. Yeah, that's it. But in the beginning, it was... First of all, my, my perspective, which I've said before, I think you guys have heard, is I said, if I can get this kid in shape, I'm the best fucking coach ever. Because I don't think anybody can do it. <laughs> no, and that was my objective from the start. And we definitely had fun in the old Iron Mag Labs days, which is how it really started. Um, and uh, then, of course, the posing video outside my house, which is one of my favorite videos that we ever, ever shot. That, that part was yep. all fun. <laughs> it was once he started getting in with other guys and kind of spinning out of control he got so obsessed with the views that he didn't care about what he was doing to himself or anyone around him. And I don't think at that point, maybe you guys, but I know that I didn't matter to him anymore. It was all about who's going to get me the most. No, views. he couldn't give a shit. If any of us drop dead today, tomorrow, he go P right ahead as planned tomorrow. PJ, I have Business a as usual. I have a question I've been meaning to ask you actually. Someone told me, is it true? Do you guys remember when Jason did that whole shtick with he's running for president? Is it true he messaged you and asked you to donate to his campaign? Yes, he did. 100%. <laughs> Can you believe that? So I was like, Jason. So he, he actually, I could probably find the text messages. So Unbelievable. He, he's got no shame. He broke no. down. Somebody gave him some silly information <laughs> on what the requirements were to be able to run for president and that how he, how he basically qualified, he fit the requirements. And I said, Jason, whoever's telling you this is just fucking with you. This is not serious. And he really was pushing it off as, as it being serious for a little while. But he's, he has had a, a number of things like you know, the movie that he was going to star in. And he, you know, he sent me the fake contract that somebody had sent him. And it was ridiculous. But, you know, I still, for the, I would say the first, I don't even want to say 50%, 75% of our relationship kept trying to spin it positive with him. And, and a lot of people wouldn't imagine this side of Jason, but I know you, you know. So Jason had a very, very troubled side. And there was one night where it, it affected us pretty intensely where I got a call from my dad and he was like, hey, man, that boy that you're helping apparently is like saying he's going to commit suicide on Facebook. And so I saw the Facebook post. I called him. Now, this is when I lived in the old the old house where we did the posing. Right. Videos. This is like got to be at least four years ago. This is when you cut ties with them because of that. Yes. Yeah. So I was like, please take that off right now because you're calling me. You're causing me to get calls from accounts now. And I said, look, you know you're not going to kill yourself. You can't put stuff like that out on the internet because, number one, you have one side where people are going to take it seriously and want to rush to help you. Then you have another side where That'll people, tell you to do it. <laughs> yeah, then you have yeah. another side where people are going to be against you and a number of bad things are going to happen. So that night, he actually broke down and just started crying. 
And I wasn't even married yet. That's how far this is going back. And my ex-wife was like, why are you talking to this boy crying on the phone? And I was like, look, I feel bad for the kid. He's, he's just can't keep it together. So he came over the next day and we spent a bunch of time together. And he started telling me about how, you know, his dad died when he was really young and I'm like a father figure to him. And so whether that's bullshit or not, that he knew how to manipulate you. I, yeah. And, and now I look at it that way. But at the time, I felt like I really wanted to like be kind of like a father figure to him. So then I reached out to Jane and, and she said the same thing, which she does the same shit as him. I now have a, a little bit different perspective of Jane, but Jane wanted me to really guide him and help him. Ment mentor him. Well, that could, yeah, that could yeah, be. He really him. wanted you to fuck her. She <laughs> <laughs> wants anybody to fuck her. <laughs> So that was that was the objective in the beginning, and then then you had the uh, idiot Adam phase, right? And that didn't work. And then who was after that? Um, it worked up until a point. Adam got him. He was right there, and then Jason gave up. He threw. Well, in the, the funny towel. thing with that was, and this drove me crazy too, just because I was doing business with Adam. Is I put so much time into Jason. And I feel like Adam got in at the right time where Jason gave him all the credit. He even still to this day, he'll say to me, like, remember what, what good shape Adam got me the in? Adam like, how Har about the all, Adam Harper era. Yeah, yeah how about yeah, all yeah. the stuff that I did to help you through the uh, Adam Harper phase? You, you, mean all the, you mean all the supplements you gave yeah. him that he tried to sell to all of us? <laughs> <laughs> Which, Jason and I did a gym video years ago. I'd say 2013 maybe. Do you remember back then you had emailed me a whole workout and diet program mm -hmm. and I had printed it out and I, this is on video. It's I remember you showed me that. Yes. Too, yeah. It's in one of the old videos. I don't, God knows how you'd find it. You'd have to go through hundreds and hundreds of videos. Um, and on camera, I handed it to him. I'd printed it out and he goes, ah, fuck this shit. Let's start with shrugs. It was shoulder. <laughs> I day. remember that. And I'm like, but this is the shoulder program PJ laid out for you. Ah, we don't need that shit. And he starts. Why? Well, I, I even remember when you you called me to tell me that you were trying to keep him on it and go through it with him. Um, then after Adam Harper was was that Karen? Was that Coach Karen yet? Karen Yoakum? No, no. No, this is before Coach Karen. Okay, so this is still way way back oh. then. Which at this point though, it was still pretty positive. But you know, we had people all the time writing me at this point. Please stop giving him stuff. <laughs> there were people that got really mad because I think there was a lot of people that kind of looked at it as like, why is this guy getting all this when he's not trying, when there's a lot of up-and-coming people that would try really Correct. hard? Did you see resentment from your employees? Yes. And I, it took me a little while to, to get that because I was like, again, still. So I, what I think is, is also funny, <laughs> this will we'll circle back to this a few times, is that... My main thing that I cared about the most is I, I truly felt like if I could get him in shape, it would be the most monumental thing. Because I, I don't believe that anyone could really get Jason to look the right way unless they literally were with him 24 hours And a day. we've been saying right. that for like years. I, I had said, I told people I would have to move him into my house, which I'm not willing to do, and just control <laughs> literally everything he does. Because people would send me videos of him at like McDonald's or just going off his plan all the time. So I knew that he was not doing any any of that. So... I knew that I had kind of washed my hands of the whole situation, but I still had the soft spot for him because at the time I still did think he was a good kid. You're in phase two. So at that point, that was when he would still come around for stuff all the time. And there was a strange phase where I was still in the old building. Um, 
where he was, I don't know if he switched his medication or something, or if he was just not taking his medication, but he had a lot of bad episodes at that point. And there was a day where my mom called me panicking. My mom used to come to the office a lot. We used to hang out in shipping back then. And she goes, can you please come here right now? That boy that you help <laughs> is in the parking lot screaming that he's going to kick this guy's ass and that he's going to kill himself. And I was like, he's not going to do anything. I'll, I'll be there as fast as I can. And I had gotten there maybe like 15 minutes later. And um, now, to somebody on the outside that's not on YouTube and watching everything the way that we are, if you're somebody like my mom or just some of the random women that were in the office, he's a fairly big guy and he's screaming in the, in the parking lot. They were scared. And so they locked the door because they didn't want him to come in and he kept on asking for me. So I got there and he was crying and throwing a temper tantrum in the parking lot over somebody that he supposedly had just gotten he's, into a he's, fight with. He's one of those guys you don't make eye contact with on the subway. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, you know all about that. <laughs> well, he was saying that he had just gotten into a fight with somebody and he knocked some somebody out. And, and then it somehow... It turned into how everybody hates him on YouTube. And then he started crying again. And I, I, that was the first conversation that I had with him about, which I've had with him probably 10 times since then. You're bringing this all upon yourself. So if you can't take the things that you were saying on YouTube, simple solution, just don't put videos out on YouTube anymore. And it'll all go away. So he must have told that to Jane. And Jane reached out to me and asked me if I could get through to him and basically let him see that YouTube is not reality. That she, she was like, he believes that that's reality. 100%. And you're shaking your head with wrong. Well, Jane doesn't want the YouTube videos to go away, though, because those are shekels. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> at the time, he was already saying how much he was getting paid at, at, at YouTube, which... I don't know. Nobody. You can't believe the numbers. Yeah, nobody. Nobody would really believe the, the numbers he was really nice. saying. The number changes up and down all the time, anyway. But you know, I also try to look at it from the perspective of let's say he doesn't do anything on YouTube anymore. He's basically limited to a life of bagging groceries at, at Publix. I mean, four hours a week. There's, there's, but I, I don't feel that I don't feel that Jason could really be without adult supervision for long periods of time. No, he should not be living on his own. No, that's, so it's a total. You know, there's a lot <laughs> on the outside looking in. If you are somebody that does care about Jason even a little bit, I think that you're going to kind of be like worried about at least back then about what is this kid going to do to either get arrested, harm himself, maybe harm somebody else, you know, unintentionally. But you don't know because. He, ha he goes through so many crazy ups and downs. Now, I was still not cutting him off at that point. But after that is when it turned into literally him just showing up for, for shit, basically. Like, hey, Jason's here again. And they had this funny, the shipping department had this funny thing, basically, where they were like, we're giving you a month's worth of products. And you're not allowed to come back and ask for anything. And Chelsea was actually writing the dates down. So he would show up and he'd be, he'd be like, it's been like three months. And she'd be like, no, it's been two weeks. Here's the date of the last time that you were here. That's because he was able to sell all that shit. <laughs> so we were asking him. We were, I was like, you must be selling this stuff. And to this day, he would never admit that he was selling anything. But I was still giving him stuff just because I thought it was it – was, Complete, completely honest. I found You're it still putting it down game. the street, and that's good marketing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was getting out there somewhere. He tried to sell me shit every time he re-upped. Who was actually buying stuff from him? Though? I have no idea. Just probably fourteen-year-old kids. I mean, people at, people at the gym must have been. I was assuming it had to be 
people in the gym because some people that would be in his house would tell me I don't really see too much Blackstone Lab stuff at his house so it's not like he had this massive stockpile there <laughs> it was going somewhere and we didn't cut him off though until the Rich Piana thing then we had no choice after that because the Rich Piana slap or the one where he said no the slap I was so I was mad at, at Rich Piana for the slap so but I didn't I didn't know that there was discussions beforehand. Yeah, everything. we all were at first until we found out everything. Correct. Yeah. She deserved to get punched, not slapped. But you're talking about when he said he got what he deserved. When he died. Yes. When he died. So, okay. when, so this is not an exaggeration in any way. When he put the I'm glad Rich Piana die out, within a matter of one business day, we lost about 10 accounts that, that called my dad, who's in charge of, of sales, and said, honestly... Like we've been putting up with your guys' craziness on social media for a while, but I, I think you guys know. But to the to the outside, who's maybe just a fan of Jason or, or the Delray Misfits, and don't realize how influential Rich Rich Piano was. I mean, when he died, it was on TMZ. It was that big of news? When he died, there was a lot of very very upset people, and especially the West Coast accounts where he was a really big deal wanted no business with us anymore because they felt that we were supporting Jason Genova. And that was a major, major issue. So my dad said to me, look, I know that you've been trying to help this kid. And, you know, you're oftentimes too nice for your own good. But now how nice you're being is, is fucking everybody else here over. So you have to think about the 30 some odd people here who are counting on you for a paycheck every week to make good decisions for this company. We're losing accounts now today. I've had people literally call me and say they won't do business with Blackstone Labs ever again because it's a shame how Jason Genova is on social media. And they actually thought it was just disgusting that we were supporting that. So I was explaining to my dad, I'm like, he doesn't know what he's saying. And he goes, whether he does or doesn't, it's just honestly at this point, why are you even doing it at all? So he goes, he goes, you want to help him, help him on the side, give him the product still on the side. You cannot be associated with him anymore on social media. And the head of my videography team, who you've met before, he, he was so... Is that, distraught is that trevor uh eric oh, trevor okay. trevor is the other was the other video guy is he still um, with you trevor trevor is not currently with us anymore but he can come back yeah. um so eric had to shut off the comments which we don't want to do that he actually had to disable the comments on youtube because they were so vicious in how much they hated genova and hated everything that we were doing and to the outsiders looking in it just looked so bad on our YouTube. So we had to disable the comments and he was like, look, I don't know how long it's going to take for this to go away, but something has to be done to fix this. So I called him and I was like, look, honestly, leave me no choice now. And I don't know why you would ever say something that horrible. And he was like, I take it back. I, I take it back already. Like, it doesn't matter. Doesn't ma it's already out there. That's you it. Can't do stuff. Yeah. Like and then he wonders why no one will collab with him or he's basically become a pariah that no one wants anything to do with and why after you know he claims to be have been on youtube longer than anyone else but he still can't even break fifty thousand subs no but he he was like well i really i really didn't mean it and i i said jason you you try to use that excuse for all the things that you do mm -hmm. all the time you know in your head that you shouldn't say something like that he's probably gonna fucking order 66 you after this podcast <laughs> yeah, probably i've been ordered 66 mean, by him it doesn't mean shit anyway. anymore yeah. anyway it doesn't yeah it's 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 yeah. lost the uh we'll veto that right now <laughs> <laughs> may i say something real quick um as a 
former fan of Jason, though, he did bring some positivity towards you because I learned about you through him. And it's like, wow, look how nice this guy is who owns this supplement company who does no obligation to deal with this kid and is going out of his way and stuff. And it actually made me purchase some Blackstone Lab products and and really like appreciate the company and stuff like that. So he did bring you some good. Oh, I, I, I definitely think that he brought yeah. that was to, kind of a hallmark moment. To, <laughs> yeah. to, to piggyback on that point, that was one of the points I think Jason was making with Tony Huge is that Jason kind of claims to have been the one to put Blackstone on the map and PJ Braun on the map. What's your response to so that? So that was the thing that I... <laughs> no, listen, listen. That's... He, he might have brought attention to PJ, but if it wasn't for PJ and the quality of his supplements and stuff, it wouldn't have mattered. Sound like well, Dale trying to get a sponsorship. <laughs> well, this is something that, I, that I've, I've explained to people before. So bringing attention, whether it's positive or negative, there are certain people that can certainly bring att- attention. And Jason brought a lot of attention. In the beginning, there was a lot of people that would write me and say, I think it's really great what you're doing with Jason. It's really awesome. I think you're a stand-up guy. I'd like to see that. Because, was, because they don't know him. Well, I mean, on the outside looking in, people kind of looked at it as, first of all, I don't think people, most people even realized how old Jason is. I think a lot of people thought I was helping this kid. Right. And so I would get messages saying it was really nice what you're doing for that kid. You know, keep it up. And um, I think there was a certain demographic of people that – really wanted to see Jason do well. And there were certainly people that, that didn't like him in the beginning, but I think it was, it was, for the most part, pretty overwhelmingly positive. At the end, though, it was completely flopped the other way, where I would say it was probably 20% positive, 80% negative. That's how it is now on his channel. And everywhere I go now, literally everywhere <laughs> I go in the world, it's always the same kind of assholey little punk That'll have the same like wise ass smile that'll like be lingering around and in my head I'll be like, This is a this is your Nova fan, right? <laughs> that'll that'll kind of like out of the side of the mouth be Piss like trooper. Where where's Jason? <laughs> Everywhere it's happened to me in Switzerland, Australia, England, Germany, uh, Mexico. And I always joking around, I'm like, oh, I didn't bring him on this trip, and then they'll laugh and then they'll leave because that's all they they, they want to say. So we know we're, we're never, we're never going to escape it ever. It's going to be no, something that, that lives on forever. And I'm okay with that because there were a lot of fun times in the beginning. And there was a lot of positivity in the beginning. It just now, we can't even escape. There's like a, a core group of trolls that they harass everyone that's associated with it. <laughs> and so to the newer people They're coming rel- in. They are relentless. They are. It's ridiculous. So. Yeah. We'll have newer people come in, and this is where it gets frustrating, where we'll have newer people come in, whether it's accounts or new athletes, that'll be like, who are these people like that have piss in their name or anything Star Wars related? And I'm like, gosh, I probably should have warned you about that, that are just messaging me nonstop and writing on my stuff. And I'm like, look, just if you ignore it, it'll it'll go away, which now is probably not going to happen for the people that are listening to this. There's probably a group of those people that listen to everything that you guys say. For more material, but there there are still a lot of people, like after this last fiasco, I'll call it, that reached out to me and they're like, "Man, this kid never stops with the negativity." Mm-hmm. That just still watch from the old positive days. I will say though, this, this is a fact: his coupon code never did shit. 
It never did anything impressive, <laughs> ever. And we left it up for a long, long time. What about Dale's coupon code? Oh, so Dale in the beginning. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so Dale in the beginning. Good transition, Jay. Nice well, if you want to talk about Dale. So Dale was the first exception. Of all people to get an exception to the way that we do things with our athletes, the the number one rule that still still applies for the Legion is Win you... something. You, well, that helps, but you... <laughs> you must have a public profile, though. That's the thing. So how can you represent a company if, A, you're not competing, but B, you're not even public on social media? So nobody could even know the company that you work for. So... I said to him, I go, hey, you know that one of the main roles here, I said, I, I'm, I'm not going to give you a hard time if you don't win your shows as long as you're trying hard, but you, you have a, a private profile. And he said that he was getting harassed so bad by the Genova trolls <laughs> that he had to turn his page private. And if it was okay, if he could keep his page private, and I said, you know what, it, it's fine, you're, you're a nice guy, I'll keep sending you stuff, I guess just try to spread the word to the people in the gym. And so that was the first exception because it even says that right on the website still to this day, you must have a public profile to be a part of Blackstone Labs. So he got a special privilege, an extra privilege was an exception to the rule. See what third place gets you, bully? <laughs> so, so the ruby well, this year, if you get third, my, anything's possible. We also got to factor in people in North Carolina don't know how to use computers. <laughs> they just started wearing shoes last year, I heard. Brad. I'm already shrimp backing out of the ruby. I entered a bench press contest last night to get out of the ruby. Where's the bench press contest? Boynton Barbell Club, September 7th. What's the date of the ruby? Two weeks later. Oh, it's two weeks later. I mean, you could always eat a couple of big cheat meals and, and diet yourself down for the bench press contest, hit it, then go back to your diet. Or just do it the Kevin Lavroni way, test, trend, and Anadrol all the way through. <laughs> hey, hey, PJ, you know who uh, one of my good friends from back home is? Alpha Markey? Yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Connecticut. Yeah. So are you from Connecticut? Yeah, man, I'm from Milford. Oh, really? Yeah. Did we talk about this? He's your illegitimate I, son. I'm from Danbury. I've emailed you before I left to move here, and I was the one that sent you the idea about the testosterone-boosting uh, deodorants and yes oh my god that's hilarious yeah. there's a actually HRT clinic in Brookfield now and they do that so they're doing IVs I don't know what everything else they're doing but you, from Connecticut you know there's nothing like that no 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 so when I was back when I was competing I had to go I had to drive all the way to New Jersey for a doctor who I won't get him in trouble and say his name was prescribing everybody juice back then right and in Connecticut, that stuff's unheard of. But now, I think about two years ago, and uh, the first HRT clinic that anyone really knew about opened up right in Brookfield, kind of by like where you know where Stu Leonard's is. Yeah, right over there. Yeah. And uh, I was like, man, like this is a sign of evolution for for Connecticut that steroids have become popular enough where there's an HRT clinic there. For sure. Yeah. Um. I I emailed you about that, and then I told you I actually said I, I was moving down here. Um. And I asked about Blackstone, if they're hiring, whatever, because it's coming to the area, and you said, you know, not at the time, whatever. And then, um, do you remember in a few live streams, somebody always saying Pootie Tang? Yes. That was, that was you? <laughs> <laughs> I remember the Pootie Tang. Not that many people remember that movie. It wasn't, it wasn't a blockbuster <laughs> by any means. I wasn't trying to, you know, mess with you. I just got a kick out of you being like, Pootie Tang, what's yeah. going on? <laughs> yes, I do remember that. You're probably thinking in your head, like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? <laughs> Hey, I saw a little teaser on your page 
that you're going to do something comparing your blood work now compared to when you were drinking a lot? Yeah. Um, well, I, I'm, I'm kind of like super weird and anal about my blood work, so I go... Not every month. See, Leonard perked up when you said <laughs> anal. When you said Lenny anal. giggled. <laughs> I go pretty much every, every two months because I like to see the effects of different products that I'm taking, different supplements I'm taking, what's actually happening. And I go back comparatively to look at the blood work. And my blood work when I was drinking all the time. So my hematocrit level was always high. My blood pressure was not dangerously high, but it was on the higher side. My liver enzymes were fucking terrible. Excuse my language. And, um, excuse your language. Yes, I've been saying excuse my language after I swear. Now, were you drinking Uh, like vodka rocks? Were you a low calorie drinker? Just straight vodka, yeah. Okay, so you were low. No no ice. I like to neat. Vodka neat? (laughs) Yeah. That's fucking hardcore. I just, towards the end. Jay's getting a hard on over there. No, yeah. Towards the end, my my first hour of getting out of work, I would put a liter of vodka down in my first hour. Nice. And warm, then warm vodka. Yeah, just drinking it out of a glass. <laughs> a real nice glass, though. I hope. I, I I used to drink kettle neat. That was my my drink. You got some real nice rocks glasses at your house. Yeah, but I, at at the end, I got. Ooh, be can I, with you. can I come over? Can I spend the night? <laughs> Do you have an extra room for me, PJ? I'm homeless right now. Can you have an extra room? At I'm, the end, honestly, if if I ran out of vodka, I'd drink anything else that was around. No, it's on the second floor. One, uh, once a real yeah, drinker out, gets going, we'll drink anything. Yeah. Like, there were times if I was going hard at night and, you know, let's say it was like 3 o'clock in the morning, nothing was was around. I mean, I would drink old wine that was sitting around, anything that I had around. But Did you ever I, go to mouthwash? I hadn't hadn't done that. No. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, I, I, back I to was your blood work. We don't need to talk about alcoholism. Okay. Why not? Back to your blood work. What are Touchy you doing? For the are you allowed to talk about what yeah. you're taking right sure. now? Absolutely. So... Rumors are you're taking Primavolin. Yes. So back when I was drinking, I don't. I will say not excessively. I mean, I, I'll call it casually. I think some people may have called it, call it. So once I retired from bodybuilding, I would say that I was like a, a weekend drinker, like most people. And then when when did you retire? 2012. So now when I was competing, I very rarely drank. Maybe, you know, if I was off season, we'll say, we'll say I, I maybe drank like five, six times a year. Uh, and it was always I obviously. I understand you still had a GHB back in the day. Yeah, you still love GHB. I've actually been on stage on GHB. Um, I found <laughs> you that. You guys it, have something in common. <laughs> I found that it, uh, but if any of you guys have a good hookup, let me know. It's very hard to find actual quality GHB around here. There's a lot of GBL that floats around, but, but, but no good salty quality GHB. I used to, when I was out in. In L.A., all the gay guys have it. It's we're very, getting very off, easy. We're getting off topic here. Uh-oh. I wanted to talk about Uh-oh. blood work Back while you are on work. gear. Sorry, you, got, you, you, you piqued my interest. Blood work. Well, yeah, we started going gay, and you were right in on it. <laughs> GHB, roofies. <laughs> no, it's Listen, Ru- those gay guys Rufus. took good care of me with, with that. Out Rufus. <laughs> so how's your blood? Your blood work is good on gear? Yeah, my blood work's phenomenal. I'll give you. I'll give you an example. So when I was, what are you taking? Test and Primo. No, I'll break it down. When I was, okay. when I was drinking all the time, I was running basically just HRT tests, just two hundred megs a week. And honestly, when I was like heavily drinking, I would forget to do shots, all kinds of stuff. So at that stage, my liver enzymes were constantly elevated. My hematocrit, my blood, my, my blood pressure was always high, and I was doing glutathione through an IV at least twice a month, which is pretty aggressive. Uh, you can go up to up to once a week, which when I was 
at the end, I was like, in my head, at least I was smart enough to be like, at least try to save my liver. And so I was doing the glutathione, but I was so toxic that the days that I would do the glutathione, I would wake up in my bed pouring with sweat and shaking because it's pulling the, the toxins out so hard. So now that I am not drinking anymore, so I haven't drank in over a year and a half. Oh, good. I actually ran a cycle. Uh, so I ran a cycle last year when I, I was trying to get a cover for uh, muscular development, which Steve Blackman didn't even respond to my email on. Is that the guy that uh, Palumbo makes fun of? Yes. Steve Blackman? Yeah. He's got the puppet, right? Yeah, the Blackman puppet. <laughs> yes. I think uh, many people have felt like pretty disrespected by Steve Blackman anymore. It's part of the reason why I don't, I don't uh, advertise with them anymore. So I died it down as if I was going to do a show. I'm nowhere near as big as I was when I was competing. And uh, towards the end, so the last month, I used uh, 20 milligrams of Halotestin, added in, which on the internet, the internet will tell you that Halotestin is extremely liver toxic, right? I was also doing um, 50 milligrams of Winstrol tabs a day also. I was doing them sublingual, which are a little easier on the system. And another compound that's pretty liver toxic. So... My blood work, and I saved that blood work, my liver enzymes were in range, my hematocrit was in range, and it was honestly one of the better blood works that I've ever had. On Halotestin and Winnie, were your joints sore? Yes. But for the people that think that Halotestin wrecks your, your, your liver and that so does Winstrol, the alcohol was producing way, way, way worse blood work than that. Now, I'm not saying that everybody should go out and juice their brains out, but I will tell you this. I strongly <laughs> believe <laughs> if you're going to pick the lesser of the two evils, if you follow a balanced diet and you take gear, you're going to be a lot easier on your system than if you're drinking heavily. Absolutely. Drink now, your if, you're doing ball, if you're doing both, your then you're in out. <laughs> <laughs> drinking on oral steroids is suicide. Very aggressive, yeah. yeah. Juice your brains out and G your brains out. <laughs> and get your ass reamed out. <laughs> so what's it with the gay connection, Peach? I don't get that. With the gay connection? Yeah, why are they so into that? Come with on. the GHB? Right. Because it relaxes you so much so it's easier for them to have sex because it loosens your butthole up loud. Poppers do the same thing, don't they? <laughs> yeah. Amyl nitrate you know poppers. What <laughs> makes you more inclined to do it, I would say that. It's just, if that's you what, got, it, you, it, that's what got you sucking tranny cock. What are you? Well, that's different. That's a girl. <laughs> You agree? <laughs> no. <laughs> what are your thoughts? If you blow a tranny, are you homosexual? If, 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 a, a, face, if, if a penis is in your mouth, then yes, you're <laughs> If you're looking at a face. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, commit it. You've seen some hot down here. There, you can't tell the difference. And some of the hottest looking girls. You can tell the difference when they take their pants off. All right, a little bit of skin. What, what is your What is your perspective? A little of, bit of skin. So if If he does not do anything to the penis, but he fucks the tranny in the ass, is that a far lesser of the two evils? Yes. If he never sees the penis, well, if it's like taped. <laughs> I think a blowjob, if they keep their pants on, is a victimless crime. <laughs> <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> You got plausible deniability if you never saw the nuts and ball and dick. Some some of the these these post op trannies you would never know. You they, they look like beautiful. But what's the point of a post op? Just get a girl. Yeah. Well, I guess I suppose that is <laughs> by the estrogen level. I mean, they've taken estrogen, their skin soft, their voices soft. Have you have you uh, have you in your searches on on Pornhub ever come across Chanel Santini? 
No, but I'll check you her out. You should check her out. So <laughs> I got She's I, local. So I, I, I told I this some story. Italian trannies. I'm, How much to have her shit on my chest? <laughs> <laughs> check out Chanel Santini. I'll tell you a quick funny story. So I'm um, gonna ruin this girl. No, I, I, everyone's gonna go 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 find her after this. So I'm on <laughs> I'm on Pornhub one morning and I, I I often go into I like I like Spanish girls. So I'm in like one of the Latina sections and I see this girl's face, super fucking hot. And so I start watching the scene. She's making out with the guy. She's getting all into it. I'm fucking getting into it. And <laughs> the camera goes down, and she's got a fucking dick. And I'm like, and no can't. way. <laughs> Shortly <laughs> after that. <so laughs> nutted right away. <laughs> I, was so, I was so blown away because I was like, no way. You're not going to get me like that. So I started <laughs> searching this girl because her name wasn't in the scene, trying to find her, right? So I'm, 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 I'm typing in like pretty tranny, like hot tranny, hot Gmail, all these things. And I get a virus on my computer. <laughs> so my computer's completely frozen. And I'm sitting there like, no fucking way. And I'm like, I thought Max couldn't get viruses. So I call one of my tech guys and I go. Hurry up before my wife sees this. <laughs> <laughs> so I call him and I go, hey, can, I thought Max can't get uh, viruses. And he, he said, it's, it's very, very difficult. And he gave me some tech related term that can happen he goes or if you're just watching a bunch of fucked up porn and i go all right cool i get off the phone with him so i'm now i'm in a, in a, a spot where i can either, either take this thing to apple where we go all the time and we have a business account there so they're gonna think that i'm a fucking scumbag um or i can bring it to my tech guy and i can have one guy in the office that i see every day is gonna think that i'm pretty pretty weird so i was like you know what gmail porn yeah that's the that's the <laughs> The less of the two evils. So I'm trying to, my, it's frozen, so I can't clear the history, nothing. And the history, there's like 30 things that's all like shemale this, tranny this, yeah. So I, I bring it in, I don't say anything to anybody, and I, I give him the computer. And so like an hour later, he's like, hey man, your computer's fixed. And I'm like, cool. So I walk into the, to his office, and it's just sitting there on his desk, and I, I got it. And I, I was like, uh, did you have to go into the history and he just put his hands up like this, and he goes, <laughs> don't worry about it. He goes, I, I've seen it all at this point. And I kind of just put my head down and, and, and went out. And so later on, I was just trying to tell him the story. And he goes, oh, he's like, it's cool, man. It's, it's cool. Right. I, I, I don't need to know. But so then I told everybody else about it. And the same thing at first, they were shocked. So Chanel Santini, that's who duped me. Now, now, I, now that I know that Chanel Santini has a penis, I don't know, maybe it changed my perspective, perspective of trannies now. Oh. <laughs> Brad's soon to follow. <laughs> He's right there. Not a chance. All the maniacs are going to be pissed when they all get computer viruses. Well, you never now. licked an ass until a couple months ago, yeah. so you're don't, right. Never, don't say never. And you've never drank coffee. So now you got to drink some. Probably has Instagram. Let's see. No. PJ, what's doing? your thoughts on licking ass? So somebody asked me this in my. Uh, somebody asked me this. I'm seeing if I can pull up Chanel Santini. Here we go. Don't dodge the analingus question. This is this is the this is the one. This is her. Now you would looking at that, you would just think that's just a that's just PJ, your normal. PJ showing Lenny some yeah, tranny right. tranny oh porn. Oh, yeah. everybody's so that, very interested. That, that has a penis. It's wow. Yeah. She's got a wolf tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was the question? Looking ass. So we had this. We had this. Uh, this question came up in my Q&A the other day. And so this is the way that I answered is when you're younger, 
you will eat pussy for 45 minutes. You'll eat ass for a half an hour. You'll get all the way in there and you'll, you'll, you'll go all out. But once you get to be around 40 and like you got a bunch of shit going on in your life, it's like you kiss for a second and then you fuck and, and you're trying to get the job accomplished in seven minutes if you can and then get back to doing whatever you're doing. And so I encourage people to, by all means, you know, go down on your partners, eat the ass. It's, it's, it's a fun time. Um, but I, I don't want to, my girlfriend's going to be like, oh, why don't I get my ass licked now? Um, <laughs> it's just not something that's like a, a mainstay in my life these days. Though. I have absolutely licked my girlfriend's ass though. And it's very sweet, like a peach actually. <laughs> Compare it to something. Once you get some G in you. <laughs> so, you got something you want to say? Anyone? Yeah. Um, did you ever used to party in downtown New Haven? Of course. Gotham? Uh-huh. Um, I forget some of the other places. This is when I was underage, probably. Did you ever go? So in Danbury, I bounced at a club called Club 11. And that place was fucking nuts. It was like, and people would say all the time they would come in from out of town to Danbury, Connecticut, of all places, and be like, dude, what is up with this insane place that you work at? They used to film like bootleg Girls Gone Wild in there all the time. There would be crazy gang fights in there all the time. I worked there when I was like 25 years old. And I, I've seen some of the craziest things in my life there. I, I, I walked in the bathroom and saw a girl that was probably like 18, 19 years old getting double teamed oh, in one of the stalls by two big juiced out guys. And I was like, man, this is like some dude's daughter that's like yeah. in here getting wrecked right now. I mean, I saw all kinds of crazy things going on in that place. But downtown New Haven, yeah. Yeah, downtown New Haven was good. Also, New Haven has the best pizza. Like, people always talk about Pepe's, what's better, you know, Chicago, New York. New Haven pizza. Between I like Sally's more than Pepe's, but Pepe's yeah. is amazing, too. Right. Um, New Haven pizza is absolutely insanely good. I, for, I forget which other ones were popular. Modern. Time. I know Gotham. Well, for the clubs. Oh, um, Gotham was... So you uh, had... Um, our bar. Uh, Norwalk had had very good good clubs too. I I lived in Milford and I was like seventeen at the time, so we would just go to New Haven. Did you ever go to the Gold Club in Hartford? No. Very good strip club. Yeah. You used to drive up there all the time. New Haven. I I went to New Haven three times a week because that's where I was training with Evan Santapani when I was coming oh, up as a bodybuilder, and that was where, his home gym. Where. It used to be called Montanari Brothers Gym. It's still Montanari Brothers, but I believe it's a uh, powerhouse now. Okay. Awesome, awesome gym. It's been around since like 1980. Yeah, I was asking because I caught my ex-girlfriend blowing a guy in the bathroom. At named, Gotham? Named PJ at Gotham. And Definitely I was thinking me. it was you. <laughs> no, I'm, I love that. <laughs> no I'm, I'm only joking. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else was good. As far as the clubs and, and I'm forget we're forgetting another big one. They changed the names so much. That's why I mean I know there was there was Gotham, mm -hmm. there was Arbar. I think they changed Gotham to Empire. Trying to there's, there's one know. more that were that were. Was playing. it in the same state when Juice uh, Jersey Shore was very popular and they would play it on the screen yeah. at the club? Yep. Yeah, around mm -hmm. that time. Yeah, that was the worst because people used to mistake me for Ronnie all the time, and I was like, I'm getting. No, the Ronnie from the Ronnie, Jersey Shore. Yeah, the worst Ronnie person Coleman, to be mistaken. Fucking imbecile. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, uh, Lenny and PJ, I want to get your opinion on something that was in the news this week. I'll just read the article I printed out. Transgender weightlifter Laurel Hubbard's gold medal winning performance at the Pacific Games continues to reverberate long after the event, with a New Zealand women's group demanding sports authorities put a stop to unfair competition. Hubbard, who competed for New Zealand in men's weightlifting before her transition in her 30s, 
won two golds and a silver in three of the women's heavyweight categories at the Games in Samoa earlier this month. She topped the podium ahead of Samoan runner-up and Commonwealth Games champion, I'm not even going to try to pronounce that, triggering outrage in the Pacific Island nation. Uh, with Hubbard free to compete at next year's Tokyo's Olympics, the 41-year-old has become a lightning rod of, for critis- criticism of the International Olympic Committee. Basically, a tranny, uh, a man, is going to mm-hmm. compete against a woman in the Olympics. It's been approved. What are your so, thoughts on ridiculous. that? ridiculous. So, physiologically, a man's bone structure is is completely different than a woman's. So... There's such a major advantage to what a man can do as far as sports goes because the muscularity that you can develop, whether you're keeping yourself in a weight limit or whatever, is going to be dramatically different than a woman. Now, now women can develop quite a bit of, of lower body strength. It's, it's typically the upper body where you see men have a, a major, major advantage. So regardless of going through a sex change and, and even changing your hormones – which we don't, we're not even getting into whether this person has changed their hormones. Well, here, let, let me continue. IOC guidelines issued in 2015 said any transgender athlete could compete as a woman provided their testosterone levels are below 10 uh, nanomoles yes. per liter for at least 12 months prior to their first competition. That has been criticized by some scientists who say it does little to mitigate just like you were saying, mm-hmm. natural biological advantages enjoyed by male-born athletes, including bone and muscle density. Absolutely. So we saw, I believe, a year ago, the first trans uh, MMA fighter and fought a, a woman and bashed her skull in so bad that the woman had uh, literally cracks in her skull and bleeding in her brain. And this was when people were outright raged, basically just saying, regardless of, of this person now being a woman, it's essentially a man pounding in a woman's skull. And how is it possible that they could allow something like that? Because as you just stated, the, the bone density and everything else is dramatically different. Regarding, you know, whether you're the same, you can take a 165-pound male and a 165-pound woman they're going to be dramatically different as far as bone structure and muscularity. And you could say, oh, they're the same weight. Let them fight. But it's, it's a massive advantage for the guy. So this poor woman, thinking that she's fighting fairly against another woman, and I, I know that she knew that she was fighting a, a trans fighter, and she believed that she was good and that she would win. She, she, she got her ass kicked brutally bad. And that was the first time I had seen that and thought to myself, how could this possibly be allowed? Now, I specifically feel that way in, in sports. I, I'm all about personal freedom. Like, if you want to go through that procedure, do it yourself. It makes you feel happy. It makes you feel good. Please do it. I mean, I, I don't even think that we should have to wear seatbelts when we drive, let, let, let alone have somebody tell you what you can and can't do. If you do. don't have to wear a helmet, why the fuck do you have to wear a seatbelt? <laughs> yeah, we have a no-helmet law down here. Yeah, I know. It's, yeah, it's, it's crazy. And it goes for other areas besides sports. Women are not equipped, say, for business CEOs. Elected leaders. I mean, look at past history. The business CEOs one's gonna gonna get a lot of people <laughs> angry. Well, that's the truth. The same women make really good there. fighter pilots. We have women. You have uh, women uh, presidents and leaders of countries now. Women make really good drag Are racers and fighter pilots. Can you name pilots. any successful ones? They have exceptional. Um, the letting me out of a bad economy. Hand-eye coordination. The, one of the best ones I've seen was Gold in My Ear from Israel back in the '60s. But other than that, Maggie Thatcher. 
what did she do? She had a backing she of Ronald, a, Ronald Reagan. Yeah, she had a good. They were they were a good ally then. Yeah, they weren't socialist us, assholes. Without us, the Soviet Union would have conquered whole entire Europe. Margaret Thatcher's famous for saying socialism is great until the other guy's money runs out. <laughs> yeah. We need Ta- more leaders. Taking like that. out the let's take the the mental aspect of it out, right? So we can we can argue that the brains are equal, but the physical aspect of it is never going to be. It's it's never going to be equal equal or fair. So the, that the, the fact that the Olympics are allowing that blows my my mind. Now I I have a well I have a couple uh, trans friends and and one of them actually does not think that and and she's just rational or he's just rational and does not think that they should be allowed to compete in the Olympics and whatnot. That's just a very rational thinker. Um, well, what's next then in the WNBA? I mean, if you're if if that's going to be where that it's going, then you would think that that would have to be fair too. Which... You would have to be a loser to get yourself castrated to play pro ball. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty. Uh, it's 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 just the sports aspect of it is is pretty minor. But wait a minute, what if your salary is a couple hundred grand a year? I'm thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> you were thinking about it anyway. Well, balls are kind of a big time inconvenience. <laughs> Get in the way with just about everyone. No, mine are small enough where they don't they don't bother me. Yeah, so they've been HCG. small for a while. Don't do post cycle therapy. You won't have to worry about it. You really don't need HCG unless you're trying to have children. Right. Yeah. If you're over forty, you don't need PCT at all. If you're over forty, you should just stay on HRT for the rest of your life. Okay. I, honestly, I I think that if you if you make the jump into anabolic steroids. And you were, let's say, 25 or, old, or older, where your natural testosterone production is done anyway. Once you commit to taking steroids, and then you decide, all right, now I'm going to come off. I'm going to go through a PCT. I'm going to go back to normal. And then you're planning on going back on steroids again. There's truly no point to just not stay on an HRT dose. And then if you decide that you want to have children and you're having problems having children, then go through the HCG and the post-cycle therapy. Because all that's happening is you're, you're basically fucking yourself up for X amount of time until you go back on again and you're sending all sorts of mixed signals to your body. How old are you? 38. Okay. Plan on having kids? Yeah. Uh, but I, I know that I'll probably have to go through a pretty extensive post-cycle therapy because my FSH is very, very low. My luteinizing hormone is low. So on paper, I should be unable to conceive children. Dude, when you turn 40... You could do master's physique with your pro card. <laughs> My competing days are long gone. Why so. couldn't you win nationals at a ma- over 40 men's physique? Men's physique? Yeah, board shorts. I don't have the structure for it. You could st- I have so many bad injuries that I, I wouldn't be able to look good anymore. You're kind of all side delts and arms. <laughs> it's all side. <laughs> I can't get my posterior delts or my side delts really to fire at all now. Will you coach Jay with the posing for the board short competition? Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I'm trying to get out of he's it. A, he's a posing coach. Uh, I'll absolutely help him with, with the uh, – I learned from Kenny, Kenny Walsh, who's, who's the man. He's coaching everybody on posing. They don't even let those physique guys do a routine, do they? So now the routines – I don't know if you've been watching the, the – I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, but the, the routines for men's physique now are getting ridiculous. Does it start by coming out of a closet? They're very theatrical now. Take your skirt off first. No, there's a lot of like jazz hands and ridiculous stuff that goes on with, with some ballet. of the things out. It's yeah, it is. It's like ballet. It uh, is. That's yeah. really gay. Yeah, it's a lot more than just standing there and turning around like it used to be. 
Yeah, because when we went to Koth Andrews show, he they didn't even do pose downs or, or a routine. They just paraded them through. They already picked the winners. That's the night show, though. The evening show. Yeah, they didn't even. Do oh, it. did you go to the pre-judging? No. Yeah, that's where they do it. All the yeah. judging is done in the pre-judging. The evening show, they didn't even let those guys do anything. Because they're trying to get everybody out of there. If, <laughs> if well, there's before. too many fucking women's divisions. Is the problem? There's there's so many women competing now. It's 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 a big big money maker though. It's, it's a, a huge money maker. For the Absolutely. These bikini di- bikini divisions. Every girl. That joins the gym and has been working out for a few months wants to do a bikini contest. Every well, whore that has a fucking stupid plastic plastic trophies writing meal plans nowadays. <laughs> well, they did away with women's bodybuilding. They body do one end of our yeah, cycle, get a stupid plastic trophy. Now they're a fucking expert. There are still so um, Tim Gardner, uh, who does the Wings of Strength shows, he actually keeps women's bodybuilding at some of his shows. And so, what's happened though is that the women's physique division. They have basically turned into bodybuilders. So, so the figure girls are getting huge now. And the women's physique division basically are bodybuilders now. So it's progressed its way back up to, you know, they're not quite as freaky as like, you know, Iris Kyle, but they're pretty damn big. They're, they're, they're pretty trying big. to just ban the girls who are doing trend, basically. There's girls that are still, that are still finding ways to, to use trend. I actually spoke to a women's physique competitor that told me that the way that she did it, was she used an insulin needle and she did five milligrams of trend every day. So it works out to be 35 milligrams a week, which is not a ton, but at that dose for a woman, it, it made her very, very hard, very fast. Why not just and use- she actually had a pretty face. Like she, it, it, she hadn't done enough yet to like really, you know, have the virilization symptoms to change her face that much yet. Wouldn't Mastron work better for a female? It would be less aggressive. Yeah. But I like big clits. Uh, well, then trend would be the way to go on that one. A big clits of what, Jay? That's a Freudian slip. <laughs> it's a substitute for a cock. All my years he likes of, tiny of cock. up with industry chicks, I never came across one with a big clit like that. But it's early. No. It's only 8 o'clock. <laughs> hey, um, what are your thoughts on DHB? DHB? DHB. Yeah. No, I haven't, I haven't messed with it. Oh, okay. Supposed to be at Boladone, obviously, but which is Equipoise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are your thoughts on insulin use, PJ? Because I've experimented over the years, some good and some bad results. So when I was competing in the first half of my career, everybody was using Humlinar. And I hate Humlinar because you wind up trying to feed the insulin more than anything else. Later on in my career, we all switched over to Humalog or Novalog, which is very, very fast acting. And you can actually utilize Humalog to really put on size. I think at the end when, well, not the end, when I was my biggest, so there was a, a point where I was 280 pounds, fairly lean, and I got that size on using the insulin. It was, it was the combination of insulin, GH, and the other things that I was doing, eating like crazy. How many units of GH were you using with that? So I believe now that, possibly all of the GH that I was using was fake. And I know that now because the now I use Serostim, and I did not have Serostim when I was competing. So back then, everybody was using the Chinese, like the blue tops or the yellow tops. They were always like, you know, distinguished by the color of the top. And so back then, you could get them pretty cheap. It'd be like 200 bucks for, for a kit, right? And so we would buy a bunch of them. And I was usually using five I use a day, right? And at that point, you're using a bunch of other things. So you just assume that it's working. Um, but there was a point where I was getting close to some of my shows where I was like, you know what, I'm just going to try like doubling up. And I, I bumped it up to 10 units a day. I was doing five and five. Now that I 
am far retired and I can afford to use good GH. So I got myself my first kit of Sarostim. And I had been off for a little while. And I was like, you know what? I was using five when I was competing. Maybe I'll just start with four. And so after a week, I was like really, really, really tight and, and vascular. That's edema, right? The tightness? So it was starting to set in. So at the two-week mark, I was up about 10 pounds. Very, very watery. And uh, my old partner was like, dude, what are you, what are you on D-ball? And I was like, no, man, I'm, I'm eating clean. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm taking tests, GH, pretty basic. And he's like, you're looking really bloated. So by the end of week three, I was up like 15 pounds and my, my fingers were like sausages. And I was waking up with my hands completely numb where I would have to like pry them open in the morning. My ankles and feet were all swollen. And so I, I was like, I, I don't understand what's wrong with me. I'd switched to a ketogenic diet and I was just bloated like crazy. And so my old partner was like, honestly, man, I think that you're having a bad reaction to the GH. So I got off the GH, took about 10 days and all the water came out. So I was like, man, it really was from the GH. So I started over with one unit and I did one unit for about 10 days. Everything was fine. So then I went up to two units, did two units for about a week or so. Everything was fine. I went up to three units. As soon as I got to three units, it started getting really, really like watery again. And so since then I usually stick to, I do about 2.5 every night. And that told me, I was like, man, how the fuck could I have been doing 10 units at one point for my shows? It, it was obviously fake because I wasn't holding any water at all. And I always wonder like how much better I could have been had I had the real GH back then added into everything else that I'm doing. But obviously that's neither here nor there now. What if you added in um, like Lasix while you were doing the higher doses? I mean, I could have absolutely tried to do that, but you're, you're starting to add a lot of, you know, risk into what you're doing yeah, yeah, yeah. when you're that tight you risk injury in the gym yeah okay and i mean i guess if you were competing it'd be worth the risk but you know i mean back then i would do anything to win i don't right, care right. i would do anything dnp anything that i could yeah but if you tear a bicep leading up to a show you're screwed. yeah well then you're 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 screwed i i wound up towards the last couple of years of my career every year i had either one or even multiple real bad injuries that, that took me out at the end. How was your experience with DNP? I liked it a lot. One of the most effective by far supplements. I agree. How used. much milligrams were you So I only used 200 milligrams. I would do 200 milligrams for two weeks on, two weeks off. And got phenomenal results. You felt like you were getting leaner every day when you were on it. Hold a little bit of water. I actually never held too much water while I was on it, but you hold a little bit of water. And then when you stop, it drains out pretty fast. And you're like, holy crap. But when you're on it, you can... What I would normally do was cycle my carbs higher when I was on DMP. And then in my off periods, I would switch over to an ECA stack and I would go back and forth like that. Have you ever used an elephant abortion inducer? I'm not familiar with that, with that one. <laughs> Elaborate, Leonard. Yeah. yeah the, uh, I forget the hell what the name of it. Uh, haven't used it so much can't remember the name, but you inject it and it, you have to go to the bathroom usually within half an hour. Take a leak. That's like you shit or training. piss? Shit. You shit the, out of an elephant? The shit of all shits, basically. <laughs> no, I'm not I'm not sure what that, what that one is. I forgot what the hell this, this stuff is called. I still have vials left. Hmm. You still have vials left? Yeah. It's very Yeah, I don't know that one. Let some hooker take it and then she can <laughs> shit on you. Yeah, I actually thought of that. <laughs> you turn into a fecal freak, Jay? No. It's the but second I don't, time you mentioned never you, hurt anybody. It's the second time you mentioned wanting to get shit on. 
No, I'm definitely no poop. And your product, Euphoria, mm-hmm. you still have that on the markets? Uh-huh. Yeah, well, it's I, a very popular one for us. Was that the GPLC in there? I don't remember. I remember so the main ingredient is the, is, the, is the beta PEA is, is, is the ingredient that makes you feel high, if you want to call it that. You tried that, Leonard? Yeah. PJ sent one over to the gym. Thank you for uh, it. Before PJ, you're welcome. Those are incoming texts from Jason Rebels. Uh-oh. <laughs> hope not going talk about a podcast because hope, <laughs> hope, hope hurt career. Be angry. Don't want going on YouTube about me or all be very angry. Won't talk. No one cut everybody off. Hope no crap talk. Make, make name look bad. Don't need this shit. <laughs> I'm so tired of hearing about him. See, like, he can no say whatever he texted me. Let's he can say what he wants, but you can't say what you want. Right. He's a retarded Yoda the way he speaks. <laughs> um, so no, he did not text me. The the you said it's the beta PEA. Beta PEA, yeah. So does that make it because it's because the normal version only is like very short lasting, right? So it's only gonna last depending on how fa- so your your metabolism greatly affects right. how fast this this will will work for you so i only get i have a fairly fast metabolism so i only get maybe like 20 to 30 minutes out of it and what what would you describe the feeling as so this is a funny way to describe it and especially if you've never done um ecstasy before then i'll have to come up with a better uh way to describe it but it feels like when you're first coming up, when you're about to roll really hard on ecstasy, and you kind of get that like anxiety, like yeah, tense, yeah, like yeah. kind of like giddy, but almost kind of like I don't want to say not good, but it's yeah, no, I know you know exactly what I mean, like a little bit. It's like a yeah. little bit of a rush, like adrenaline. It feels like that. Nice. Is there some of that in this box? I don't believe so, but I can definitely. I'll I can definitely hook you guys up. <laughs> Mescaline is like that. Yeah, we'd like to give it another try, PJ. I appreciate. I'll, that. I'll I'll hook you guys up. So the thing with the with. With euphoria, Since is, you said ecstasy. If you're, it. if you have any food in your stomach, it won't hit you at all. You have to have an empty stomach. So that really, the the best way to to figure out your dosing with it is just take it in the morning on an empty stomach because it's only going to last for like max forty five minutes, and you can go do whatever you got to do in the day. Yeah. Oh, nice. Um, but it's the the dosing is so specific where, like, for me, for instance, five is like my sweet spot where I feel really good. If I do six, it's like almost gives me a panic attack, and if I do seven, I'll throw up. Hmm. But I've talked to people that have told me that you haven't lived until you've just done the whole bottle. And I'm like, what happens when you do the whole bottle? And they're like, it's just like rolling really hard on MDMA, <laughs> which I know that I would throw up if I tried. What's your opinion on rolling, you know, once or twice a week and competitive bodybuilding? A lot Is of guys compatible? were doing it. I mean, you're just risking <laughs> overly dehydrating yourself and, and eventually causing you a strain it on your heart. fat, say, during a uh, cutting cycle? It's just in that anyway? I mean, it, it, because it's a stimulant... You'll have that aspect of it because of the effect it has on your central nervous system. But, I mean, it's going to dehydrate you pretty bad. And it's- it makes you bi-curious as well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's anything that, that, will, that will swing me over to the bi-curious side. We heard. <laughs> there's a lot of rumors floating around. That I oh, there's been rumors for years. Well, what are those pictures of you in the thong bikini? So when I was... Uh, yeah, so when I was first, when I was first coming up, uh, 2003, this was my first year of competing. Um, so early, about 20 years old. Yeah, uh, no, I was 22. Uh, I met a guy named Ulrich who owns Muscle Gallery. And so he came up to me uh, after my first show, and he was like, I think you have a great look. You should get into some modeling. And uh, he's like, we pay well. And so I was like, well, I mean, what does it pay for a photo shoot? And uh, he said 2500 bucks. If you think back 20 years ago, that's pretty goddamn good. 
especially for, you know, people will use the, oh, I'm a broke bodybuilder excuse, but I really was a broke bodybuilder. You know, I was paying my own way through school. So it's like 2,500 bucks just to do a photo shoot. Then they presented me that they would give me an extra thousand bucks if I did full frontal, which I pushed out on. So we go to, we go to do the shoot and honestly it was, it was, I'll be honest with you, it was pretty awesome. So they flew me down to South Beach. Did they have fluffers? No, it was basically three. It was basically three guys, and none of them were doing any sort of fluffing. Ugh. So they flew me down to South Beach, put me in a hotel room. Um, I flew in. Of course, on he is. A, uh, Friday night. <laughs> got into my hotel room. Uh, we started out at the gym, uh, which was a crunch gym down there in in the South Beach area. Trained, just did a normal workout. Trained, and then after that, went to the beach. And that's where the famous orange thong in the ocean shot was. <laughs> There's a picture I once saw, and it's either you or it looks just like you with an, an old lady in a bed banging a grandma. Somebody, that was a really good Photoshop, yeah. Okay. That was a very good, that's a hilarious really Photoshop. realistic yeah. looking Nah, picture. there's some really funny ones like okay. that floating around. So, and I think that was, I think that was just my head. If I remember the one they were talking about, it's a fat granny, right? So. Yeah, no, that was just my head, I think. So <laughs> we went to uh, the ocean. We were there for about an hour, and I wore an orange thong. And then we went into a studio. So in the studio, they had, like, all this clothing, right? And they, they wanted it's me to play. It's not the one Jason has now, is it? No. So <laughs> that's the, those are the red ones. So the studio, they had all these, uh, these outfits. Do you still have them? Jay will pay top dollar for those. The red ones? I might. <laughs> oh, no, I think we let the Jason orange keep ones. those, didn't we? The red ones? We gave Jason the red yeah. ones, yeah. Um, <laughs> those were originally Evan Centipani's, so there's oh, been a few a few people's junk have been in those. So then I went to the studio, <laughs> and it was honestly a, a pretty fucking easy day. But before I'd even committed to it, when he gave me the website, Johnny Jackson's on there, Mark Dugdale's on there, Chris Dim. There was all these guys that were good bodybuilders at the time. So I was like, shit, I'm going to be up there with this guy. It's like, sounds like a good deal to me. Yeah. So there was a point where during the shoot, he was like, you know, do you feel comfortable getting totally nude, you know, we'll, we'll pay you more. And it was him and then two other dudes that were very, very flamboyantly gay. And so they're like, is he going to do it? Is he going to do it? And I was like, honestly, man, I just don't feel comfortable getting naked. I'm a grower, not a shower. It's just not going to, it's not going to look good. And he was like, totally fine. Didn't push anything on me. Aren't most of those white guys growers, not showers? Absolutely. You don't really meet too many, too many showers that are, that are white. That's that whole 5% thing, right? 5% people have their penis hanging down below their nutsack when they're not hard. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. No, I don't either. It actually cost me a sponsorship from Universal Nutrition. That's why I don't like those guys. Because when Evan was coming up and he signed with them, I was, I was training with them. Who? Evan's in Dapani. Yeah, I, I, oh, Universal Nutrition, Animal Planet. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, so fuck those guys. So... Um, <laughs> Evan was signed with them and, and I was with him all the time and we had a very similar look. And so, you know, Evan was like, dude, you guys should do something with PG. We're together all the time. We could do a bunch of really cool content. And, and they actually liked me a lot too. And so, you know, Evan was like, dude, I think this is going to work out. I'm, I'm really excited about it. And then all of a sudden it just went completely dead. And I was like, I don't understand. Like, you know, what happened? These guys don't want to talk to me anymore. And, and he was the one to tell me, he goes, look, man, I, I'm sorry to tell you this, but you know, they saw the photo shoot stuff that you did and they were like, you know, we don't want any gay shit like that representing our brand. And I was like, well, for starters, I'm not gay. Right. And but it's early. I go, who cares? <laughs> who cares if I am? New material, Jay. I go, there's plenty of questionable gay guys in bodybuilding. What does that have to do with anything? And he right, was like, right. they just said that it, it would hurt their image. And I was like, 
What a fucking shame. Imagine if they said that now. I know. It's a lot different world now, that's for sure. A lot different world now. Yeah. He was a very good bodybuilder. There's plenty of, of uh, gay bodybuilders. Evan Senapani's a good guy. I follow him. I like him a lot. Yeah, good he's a family really, man. A really good guy. Likes to watch uh, All in the Family. He's good. He's very uh, conservative <laughs> as far as bodybuilders go. Yeah, and I, just, uh, I remember his uncle was Paul Roma, WWF wrestler. Yeah, yeah, big dude. Yeah. BJ, do you follow Stan Efferding? Uh, I don't follow him closely, but I know Stan. He's a nice guy. Who are the nice guys in the industry? I'm sorry. What do you think of the vertical diet? I mean, it's nothing that's like magical. You know, if you stick to a plan, for the most part, it's going to work. But it's it's not like anything. You know. What do you think about him being 52, Mm -hmm. only 250 pounds, and putting 495 on his back and doing 10 reps? I mean, he's he's a freak of nature. You know, so. When anybody's that strong, this is not discrediting him in any way because he's a freak and he's, he's an amazing guy. They're typically genetically exceptional. So you can't get on a protocol of drugs or training to achieve that. There are just certain people that are... And, and we'll talk about his buddy, Flex Wheeler, who is another person who is just genetically ex- exceptional, could follow whatever kind of plan and probably be still the best bodybuilder in the world. Most people aren't going to fall into those categories. So, you know, is... Is the diet a, a fine diet? Yes, but it's it's not anything that's you know earth shattering by any means. Right, beef, eggs, Greek yogurt, super basic. Beef, eggs, and mustard. Remember that? That was Jason. Yeah, you can eat as much beef, eggs, mustard, and water as you want. You know, I think Jason cheats at Burger King, like everyone knows, mm-hmm. and then he starves himself on those. Uh, what are they? Cliff Bar? No, what bars does he eat? Who the fuck knows? Well, he, he, he starves himself on protein bars, which everyone knows you're going to lose a ton of muscle. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I've never really been a big protein bar advocate. People ask us all the time, like, when are you guys going to put out bars? You know, Red kind has bars. I'm like, I, I've, I've never been into bars. Like, even at shows when you're there at the expo all day and there's always, like, what are those shitty bars that it, are It'll super hold popular? you over for about 20 minutes. Yeah, there's 20 always a million Quest, Quest bars. bars Honestly, if I eat a Quest bar, it wrecks my stomach. Sugar yeah, alcohol is yeah. yeah. I'd, I'd rather... It's just like those Lenny and Larry cookies that make you fart like a bastard. And those cookies, I think, are gross. Yeah, it's... We, will, we will take sometimes, like, like I did a, a cooking video with my girlfriend where we'll take our whey protein and, and mix it up. Like, obviously, you can't sell this because it won't stay good on a, shel- on a shelf, but we'll mix it up with, like, oats, bananas, chocolate chips. You squish it all together with some peanut butter in it. It'll hold it. You put it in the oven for 20 minutes, and it tastes good. Yeah. It's all whole food. That's not going to screw up your stomach, and you're, you're mixing it in with your own protein. But all the shit that's in these bars that keep them stable on a Wait, shelf. Right. Chocolate protein powder, peanut butter, oats. Bananas. Bananas. And we usually throw chocolate chips in there, too. That's gorilla food right there. Yeah, it's good. And it's all whole food. There was a guy that I met, I think they're doing fairly well, who started a company called The Best Bar Ever. Have you seen those? No. Uh, and it's all whole, whole food. It's like oats, honey, this, that. But the problem is that they, they weren't at the time able to be stable on a shelf for more than like two weeks right. um, because the food will go bad. So that's the, that's the thing. You have these, shel- these bars got to stay on a shelf for a year. So they're going to put all kinds of weird shit in them to get them stable. Mm-hmm. Another concern I have is like with the Quest bars, for example, um, when you take the – sometimes the, the plastic wrapper gets stuck to the bar. And, uh, you know, gross. the whole thing with the um, BPA and whatnot, yeah. you don't know what's – you know, traces from that. I just I just don't think that bars really taste good either. You know, like I, I there are some that are tolerable if you can't eat real food. But honestly, most of them, the way that they feel – make me feel versus how they taste, I'd rather just not eat. 
How many grams of protein do you think a 300-pounder should eat? It depends. What are they trying to do? Sustain 300 pounds of muscle? I thought you knew everything, Jay. You got quite a lot of questions for a fucking know-it-all. I think that that the general bodybuilding community eats far too much protein. Right. Guys are are eating 400 grams. It's insane. And and I will admit, when I was competing, I was eating a shitload of protein. I mean, if you're 400 pounds, yeah, eat 400 grams. When I was competing, I was probably eating on an average day... 350 to 400 grams of protein. Okay, that's going to be hard on your kidneys. Yeah. It's a, it's just a lot of fucking protein. And when you eat that much protein, it's going to throw you out of ketosis because you're going to convert some of that into glucose. Yeah, so Dave, Dave's, the Palumbo plan is, it's basically eight ounces of lean protein at, a, at every meal, which is going to be roughly 50 grams of protein. And then, so yeah, he, he has you do, when I was working with Dave, it's three whey meals, two scoops of whey, which is going to be 50, 54, 55 grams of protein. Okay. One meal is eight ounces of white fish. One meal is uh, eight ounces of uh, red meat. And the other meal, I believe, is like, it's like six whole eggs. And uh, then the fats that you put at the meals is usually peanut butter. He likes the macadamia oil because he had some sort of like reserve of macadamia oil that he was getting real cheap, I think, and he was selling it that way. <laughs> and that diet, in theory would be too high of protein to be properly in ketosis. But Dave's theory on it was that bodybuilders, because of their metabolisms and how hard they're training, have to have more protein and will still stay in ketosis. I mean, I will say that the diet definitely works. And I got very, very lean following Dave's plan. I just don't think it's an optimal way to to bodybuild. You can lose weight like that for sure. So it's meat, fish, eggs, and whey? Yeah, and, and just a bunch of greens. That's brilliant. Super basic. Keep it simple, stupid. I like it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's Dave's plan. Everybody got in shape on his plan. I just found that like very few of us doing it could fill out the right after way. getting lean like that in ketosis. It's very hard because you might blow. Well, you number one, you bloat very easily, and you stop producing the enzymes necessary to process the carbs the right way. So you could smooth right over. And yeah, I, 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 I found that happened to to a lot of people. That now I'm not bashing Dave, by the way. I don't know if he still pushes. This plan, I'm assuming that, that he does, but he's a big believer in keto. Yeah, um, I know he himself follows it well, but he's another person that has an exceptional an exceptional metabolism. He's shredded year round anyway. So, any new supplement discoveries coming on the horizon? My partner Jared has one he's been working on forever that we're finally finally going to bring to the public. That's Jared Wheat, right from High Tech. Yeah, so Jared is. I stopped formulating the products. With exception, I put together a formula for Hyperloaded that I'm pretty proud about that'll be out in maybe like a month or two, which will be our new pump formula. Um, but it's it's a great formula, but it's not like I went and discovered anything with it. I just decided which products I wanted to put together. So Jared found a way to synthesize IGF-1 out of whey isolate. And he has these these machines that it's, it's insane. They have to keep on compressing the whey isolate over and over and over again to extract the IGF-1 out of it, but he found a stable version of IGF-1. And we're going to be releasing an IGF growth hormone releasing peptide product that's stable orally through liposomal technology. And he's been working on it for over two years. So we were hoping to release it at the Olympia last year. We're super pumped about it. And he just couldn't get it to stay stable. And it's crazy because it's not like something that you can just go learn in chemistry school. You know, nobody, nobody knows how to do any of this stuff. So he's... He goes in there and he's got a crazy lab where, you know, they just design and figure stuff out up there. Wow. 
So you go to the Olympia every year and the Arnold? Yeah, every year. This will be my, let's see, this will be my, as far as Olympias go, this will be my 14th one straight, I believe. What's your predictions for this year? Brandon Curry will win this year because Roden's not competing now. Unless Phil shows up, which he might. Um, Bring it out here. And that will change things around. But I think Brandon Curry should have an easy shot at the, at, at the, at the title now without the competition there. What do you think of all that shit? Roden and Buendia and Wheels, all these. I mean, the, the, the Buendia stuff I find to be hysterical. You know um, that kid? I do. I'm not friends with him by any means. We don't speak to each other. Uh, I'm sure he could give a shit about me. I could give a shit about him. I've always thought that he was pretty arrogant. And so I kind of feel like karma is getting him is what it seems like now. I've heard a lot of things, though, from other girls about like how horrible he is to, to women. I think that part of him kind of speaks for itself. It's not like there's one person saying it. It's numerous people saying it. Um, and I sponsored Narman, who was engaged to him for a little while. And I have a girl that was on my team that was friends with her that, that said she was there when he was like fucking going crazy one day, like hmm. ruining all her stuff, this and that. They were scared. So he's going to get whatever comes to him. Um, the Larry Wheels one is an interesting one. I don't know Larry Wheels at all. I have had some people tell me that he's not a nice guy, but that's just what people say. I don't know shit about him. The audio tape that Kenny K.O. put out, I don't really think that you can get that much from that. It's just kind of like screaming and this and that in the background. God only knows what she did first before she started recording it. You know what I mean? Of course. You don't know. His, his, um, he came out with a, a video about it. No, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. So that one, who, who knows with that one? But... Um, the Roden one is a, is a is an interesting one. Do I think that it's it's possible the girl's trying to get money out of him? For sure. Yeah. Um, well, it came out that she was she tried to fraud somebody before. Yeah. So if that I didn't know that if that's true, then I mean it would have to tell you. And I know that they said there is DNA evidence, but they might have had consensual sex. You know what I mean? It could have been like right. a Kobe Bryant thing. What he said was that once he came out public with his new girlfriend, that's when she came up with this, and that also. Um, the cops listened to the same tape that day, and after hearing it, they examined her for bruises and everything, and they found nothing. And you know how domestic cases work. Normally, they need barely any evidence to take the guy into yeah. custody, mm-hmm. and he would have got arrested if anything was suspicious. Yeah, so when my divorce was getting crazy, my ex-wife would show up like belligerent drunk, and she was very, very, very aggressive. She, she was a wrestler. And so I was advised by my attorneys and my parents. They were like, look, if she comes home crazy, literally just leave no matter what. Because cops come, you're 100%. Oh, yeah. They're taking somebody. And most of the time, it's the man. So every time when something would happen, I would literally just have to leave the house. It could be... There was a a point where she was going crazy one night. I I literally had to leave with no shoes at midnight. I had my phone, and I I called somebody to come pick me up. I ran down to Publix, of all places. (laughs) And... um, you know, that, that's what I had to do every time. But if you stay around for that shit as a guy, especially a big guy, you're going down. Yeah, period. right. Right. So when you were dating her, did you ever get to go to um, any of the events backstage? Meet any yeah, of those I got guys? to meet um, most of, of the guys, really. I would say that probably one of the nicest guys by far um, was John Cena. I agree, yeah. And I like he, like, congratulated us on the wedding and this and that, which was real. I was like, man, he knows about our wedding. He that's, seems that's like really a cool. class guy. Yeah, he's a yeah. really, really nice guy. Triple H, uh, uh, amazing, really, really nice guy. Vince 
it was a quick like handshake on, and then he was off to do whatever he had to do. Yeah, How's Vince walking? Because he had the same surgery I had. At the time, he was walking fine. So this was how long ago did he have the surgery? You've never seen him tear both quad tendons? I don't think so. Oh, this was probably four years ago, I guess. So was it longer than that? I don't know. Lenny would know better than me. Okay, yeah, he was walking fine. So he rehabbed 100. Yeah, I mean, he was walking fine. He was still really big too. Um, so there's hope for you, bully. Kane is very nice. Yeah. Never met Undertaker. Um, the Dudley boys are really nice. They're cool guys. They're actually fun to hang out with. Bubba's kind of a douchebag. So I'll tell you who I fucking hate. Um, oh, good, good dirt here. Yeah. So I hate Seth Rollins. And you guys know who he is? Yeah. So Seth Rollins was sending, while I was still married, now I'll call her my ex-wife, naked pictures of himself, like getting out of the shower <laughs> and shit. And I saw it one day. And it caused a huge fight between me and her. And she was like, oh, that's just how he is. He's a flirty guy. And, you know, he even got flirty. in trouble for, like, having his dick out on Twitter or something like that. And I'm like, but he knows that you're married. Like, what the fuck is going on? So I know that he knew that she was married to me. And the fact that he was still doing that, if I ever got my hands on him, I would have ripped his fucking arms off. <laughs> he was just like a little, a little pussy. Is he okay, yeah. looking guy? Yeah, yeah him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Wow, that's crazy. And he yeah. cuckolded you? <laughs> See that, Jay? He would have ripped your arms off, too, if you followed through with your challenge. Here comes the dirt. <laughs> yeah, he was, he was, he was uh, sending like nudes out of the shower. Wow. Brad, no one wants to get in the ring with me when I get to 275. <laughs> what was in your mind when you challenged PJ? I would still like to know. That's why everybody was telling me to make sure that I, I text them and let them know that I got out of here safe tonight. I was like, no one's fighting anybody tonight. Oh, no, it's the, not. That's the bedroom bullshitter. We all know it's... That's the alcoholic Jay talking. <laughs> yeah. Do you yeah. not drink at all now? Not a drop. That's good. I Cold turkey, December 29th um, last year, I woke up throwing up blood. And in my mind, I thought, you know what? Only a loser goes back to drinking after throwing up blood. And you, st- you, you stopped? heard about the lonesome... <laughs> how, 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 uh, how rough was the next few weeks after that? A piece of cake for me. I was never physically addicted. That's good. So for me... After I got out of the hospital, they had put me on a lot of different medicines. But you go through a phase where it's like impossible to sleep mm. because you're you're used to passing out every time, you know. So you start oh, you definitely get insomnia when you get sober. Yeah, you you even still now I I don't sleep for more than like four hours. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. That's it. Some G. Yeah. yeah, that'll put you to sleep, but it'll probably put you in deep REM sleep for like four hours. Have you ever done a sleep anyway. study? I haven't. No. Oh, you could have sleep apnea for all you know. I don't. I mean, I definitely could. I don't think that I do because any any woman that slept next to me says I'm a pretty peaceful sleeper. I don't snore. Okay. Nothing weird like that. I'll lose my sleep apnea at about two sixty. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I, I bet you if I kept pursuing the bodybuilding that I would, because a lot of my buddies that got really big have sleep apnea. I don't know if I could sleep with one of those fucking CPAPs on my face though. You wake up feeling pretty good. You get used know. to it. I would definitely get a sleep study. Definitely. Um. I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a light sleeper anyway, but I I have never needed a lot of sleep. I get up about every two hours to piss anyway. Fucking sucks. Yeah, I, I usually now so now you my bullshit. days are you probably really just long. you probably just wet the bed. You fucking <laughs> asshole. Who, who are you kidding? You get up. 
I miss being in my truck and just pissing in a bottle while I'm still in bed. <laughs> you're, back at, you're back at mommy's. You can wet the bed and she'll change and clean the sheets for she you. She hangs them outside to humiliate me. All the neighbors see the stained like sheets. The water boy. <laughs> I had to run home every day from school to get there bef- to tear them down off the clothesline. Uh-huh. For a kid I played with up in Pittsburgh, his mother used to put his shitty uh, underwear on the mailbox so the mailman said, oh <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to embarrass you bad boy, mom. <laughs> the parenting that went down in the you 70s. You want to meet my son? We call him shit pants. <laughs> Did you ever had an experience, Brad? <laughs> Of taking shitty underwear off a mailbox? Yeah. No. Well, she did. No, I can't say I've had that one either. Brad was babied as a kid, I think. That's why he's a cookie-cutter skateboarder. Shots <laughs> fired, no, as a cookie-cutter say. I don't still live with Mommy Jay. I, I'm technically homeless. Yeah. You can't make fun of me for being homeless and living with my mom. You got to pick Sure one. I can. You're a 50-year-old fucking man. Get your shit together already. Jesus Christ. I just <laughs> tore both my legs in half. <laughs> Excuses, By the way, excuses, where where excuses. is everybody uh, training now? LA Fitness, Delray. Yeah. So the gym that you guys used to film at, we go to Yamato it's still too. Sitting there empty. It's still sitting there empty with the sign on it still. Yep. Wow. What a, have you guys been to that? Um, I think it's called Palm Beach Gym. Yes. Yeah. Somebody told me that I should go talk to them and see if we can start doing videos in there. They said you they, can. They, they said that they're the pretty relaxed. Cool. Yeah. yeah, they're yeah, relaxed. I, I, I haven't been to it. These yeah. guys. But the other location threw Brad and Jason out, I understand. No, they threw me and Andrew out. Which one? The old Palm Beach gym. But now we could go back. It's different owners, I think, now. No, they just don't put two and two together. But they, they have good equipment in there. It's just very compact. They yeah. have a big mat area for MMA shit, which they should push PJ, into did, the, did you ever you train know, at the Dragon's Lair? I don't go to the Dragon's Lair because it's a, it's basically a Redcon gym, and, and oh, we are legally not even supposed to be on your show. Yeah. You know, when I finally can do legs again, I want to go to the Boca House of Steel because they have a belt squat machine. I haven't been there, but I, I, I heard that gym, gym is cool and that somebody, uh, it's another one people said that we should go talk to them about filming. We can yeah, definitely it, film there. Yeah, we yeah. film at Pure most of the time. I'm friends with the owners, and I used to shoot at Athletic Factor, but the owner there got kind of ridiculous, so we don't go there anymore. That's where Nate goes, the Athletic Factor. It's a good gym. That's it's a really good gym. Goes. It is. Pretty small, sure Boca House of Steel is getting a reverse hyper machine. Oh, really? You got yeah, a gym has good. You got a Pure in Delray on second? I go to the one in, in Boca because it's right by my house. And where's like, that? A bunch of my staff goes to the one in Delray, though. They're, no, they're basically the same gym. The one in Delray is a little bigger. No more busybody? You know, I wasn't going there because my ex girlfriend was there all the time and just didn't want to run into her. Uh, but I was told she left and goes to Lifetime now. So let me go go back to... Uh, if I do go to BizBody, it'll be the East location because it's, it's super close to my house. West is way out of the way for me. Yeah, but that's a great gym. It is, the West gym is very good. Do you ever see Sabrina there? Who's Sabrina? The woman from Lou's Misfit uh, <laughs> Memorial Day Barbecue video. So that's the one who shoved Jason's face in her tits? She was... Yeah. <laughs> is, she I, like I pretty, is she pretty juiced out? Is this if, that's, if that's what I'm thinking of. The redhead was sweet, was um, sexy Vanessa. The dark-haired one is the one that you said you were going to fuck but did nothing. Thanks. <laughs> <clears throat> she trains out there at uh, Busybody West. There, I don't know. You if don't follow her on face on IG. Jack. I don't know. She's if got I know two her. Instagrams. One's her porn name and one's her real name. I don't I'm know not, if I know this. I'm one not sure yeah. which one. Which one we should be using on the podcast? <laughs> it's one of, one of your IG girlfriends. I follow her both of her accounts, mm-hmm. but she was the talent. One of the talents at Lou's Memorial Day Barbecue. Oh, okay. Now I, I don't but know. She if trains I know, at Busybody, and she's real hot for an older woman. Well, we like I shouldn't throw that in there. She's hot. I, I prefer older women to be honest with you. They're more fun. 
Meanwhile, my girlfriend's 27. In what but, way? Say? <laughs> I just, I just feel like a lot of the younger girls can be more uptight sexually. And I mean, I'm, I'm, I guess, I guess I'm getting old now as well. But like when I was in my mid and late twenties, when I was, you know, a lot more promiscuous, I found that, that chicks in their forties were the best because they don't want to be wasting their time with some young juiced out bodybuilder. They know it's just going to be a fun night of sex and they usually want to go hard and then you don't have to deal with them anymore where a lot of the younger girls, they don't know their bodies a lot yet and they can be a lot more prissy, a lot more work. Plus, the older the older ones usually know at that point what gets them off the best, right. and, and it's easy to have a fun time with them. I'm 26, and um, maybe f- three or four out of the last five girls I've been with were over 40. Yeah, it's fun. So, yeah. There's just no games, and the, the young girls, I don't know what to talk to them about. Deals at Nordstrom or what color <laughs> paint their nails. I you know. I just... Also, the young ones get very psycho-attached really easy when you start having sex with them. In psycho, yeah, and and and, and you grab them I, by the hair. Now you see it happen pretty fast. The, the, the older ones, typically at that point, maybe they're divorced or they've gone through it, and you know, they they can be. I find a lot of fun with no strings attached. And if you're a younger guy in your twenties, I mean, you're probably not trying to marry a forty-five, fifty-year-old girl, right? You're just trying to have a, a fun, you know, and sex. She knows that right off the bat, yeah. And you know, there's no afterwards. Oh, I thought you loved me. Drama, yeah, type of shit. So, are you into tans? Tans? Yeah. Like just. Oh yeah, I love black girls. Absolutely. Somebody have in common. I, I like Spanish. <laughs> uh, it's funny. I was having a conversation I like with somebody. Black conservatives. Black. Yeah, like a black trumper. <laughs> I can get along with them, but other than that, no. No? Okay. <laughs> I, li- I like, um, I'm I'm not as into just like regular, like your normal, like Abercrombie white girl. Oh, gals. Yeah, that's like, that's a little boring to me. I like that term, Abercrombie white yeah, girl. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Like, <laughs> you're, it's going to be in the Urban Dictionary real soon. Like the crazy ones, the Latins and the blacks. Yeah. I tend to like women my age, even though I usually have to deal with doing older. <laughs> <laughs> you ever been with a black tranny? No, oh. but it's early. I'm talking to everybody. <laughs> Nobody's Lenny, I'm going to go to club. I did, I, I did see the, uh, the Lenny and Tranny video, by the way. I think everybody's <laughs> Yeah, but your own, your own experience. What, what, how would you I rate? Have, how would you rate his performance? <laughs> I, the video, the whole entire video was was terrifying to me. It was, <laughs> it was to me too. <laughs> <laughs> more ways than one, but one? I will tell you this though: yeah, it's, Hector. it's I, I actually think that it's less horrific than the Genova eating the cum video. That's uh, that's one of the most traumatizing things. That I've ever come across. What about the, the pure joy on Lenny's face? <laughs> no, he was wow. he was absolutely happy for sure. In that video. <laughs> you can't you can't fault the guy for being that. All I can say, guys, get on some G and try it. That's all I can say. <laughs> That's all you can you say. Hey, um, I have a question. You know, being such a busy guy as, uh, as you are, um, do you take any stimulants to help you throughout the day? Like eat, whether they're Blackstone products or. So I used a lot less overall stimulant than when I was young. When I was young, I was kind of like a stim junkie. Right. And now because of my anxiety, I have to be like a lot more cautious. But okay. I find that I stay very stimulated from Kratom. And so okay. I prefer Kratom extract. If I'm going to pick a strain, I like white Kratom, uh, which is the yeah, more energizing yeah, one. Right. And Kratom with a little coffee in the, in the morning will, will have me going for a while. Any specific brand? So 
I will warn people with this one. I like extracts, but if you get into extracts, you're going to wreck your tolerance. Right. And right. it can become expensive fast. Right. So as far as the extracts go, I really like they're called MIT 45s, uh, MIT 45. And are they like the shots you can get at the store? Yes. Yeah. The, okay. Those are super high quality, though. Right. Right. Um, there's a brand that everybody knows. The OPMS does the shots. Those might be laced. I don't think that they are. So I've I've had people <laughs> tell me that. Laced and they're they're a pretty Tremino. damn big company. Yeah. It would just be suicide for a company that's been around that long that's making that much money right. to lace the product. So there was rumors that they were like lacing the products with fentanyl. That was one of the rumors that I, I heard. I heard um, like, oh, um, tra uh, former tramadol. I suppose that it's, it's, it's possible, but now you're taking something that's extremely inexpensive to make and making it more expensive right. for the idea of what? Getting somebody a little bit more high and getting them addicted because right. you're going to develop a dependency on Kratom anyway. For sure. So it's, it's, it's just unnecessary. I honestly think that those rumors were started by people that wanted to hurt OPMS's business. Okay. So do you, ever, do you ever experience a tolerance with the Kratom where you have to... When you get into the extracts, you're, you're going you're gonna to absolutely develop a tolerance. You'll, you'll have to either take more or just expect to, to realize you're not going to get the same effects from it. Right. But from a, from a pain aspect, there's nothing as good as Kratom. Way better than CBD extract. It's just... I can't train without Kratom at all anymore. Right. And I also saw that a few That's times... That's so fucking cookie cutter. What? I really can't. No, I'm the same way. I get it. When what would it do for my knee pain? It would be miraculous for you. Yeah. That's so cookie cutter, but I'll take it. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> You're such yeah. a fucking jackass. It's outstanding pre-workout. I never claim to not be a douche. Well, what's, what's, the, what's the difference between the three? There's red, green, and white? Is that yes. it? Yes. So the red one works the most closely with your opiate receptors, and that's why it gets a bad rap because people are like, oh, you know, it's like using opiates, which it's really not. It doesn't bind to the receptor the same way, but it will give like an opiate-like, you know, euphoric type of effect. Very, very good for the pain. The green is more of a sedative, uh, whereas the white actually works with your caffeine receptors and gives a very, very strong energy. I'll try pain. that tomorrow. I had no idea. Thank hey, you. I'm, I'm asking for a friend. Could that help calm you down if you're on test trend and anadrol? The green one probably will. Uh, also for a friend. <laughs> Kratom will absolutely uh, increase your longevity in bed. Um, now if you take too much you're not going to be able to blow your load though. Dude, it's just great. Yeah. What are your thoughts on <laughs> Fenabut? So when we first were developing anesthetized which has 1.8 grams of Fenabut in it. I didn't know that. Um, and we're trying to figure out the dosing. I played with like every dose of Fenabut known to man up to like seven grams in a shot before. And I never got the GHB like effect that people read about with it. I, I guess you, there were certain aspects of it that you could say are kind of close. Yeah. But what I didn't know when I was going through all of this is that you develop a physical dependency on Fenabut pretty fast. <laughs> and I was, Lenny's a train wreck. I was testing it for about, at least three months before we, we put the product out. And then when I put the product out, I was literally taking it every night. So we're, we're talking like six months of everyday Fenabut use. Yeah, you did that, I went on a Years vacation. ago, yeah. yeah years I ago. went to the Bahamas with a girl that I was dating at the time, did not bring it with oh, me. Gosh. By the second day, I was having horrible withdrawals. Shaking, sweating, panic attacks, no sleep the whole vacation. No sleep for five days. The only thing I could do to chill myself out was just keep drinking. It's like a Xanax. Right? You don't even yeah. want to look at people. It's very unnecessary. And, and then I did more research because I was like, what the fuck 
is wrong with me? Right. And I did some research and I was like, what's the, I just started going process of elimination. What is the only thing that I've changed that I didn't bring my anesthetized? And I, I went on a forum where people were talking about Fenabut withdrawals. I'm like, shit, this is what's going on. So that's when we had first put that product out. We started telling people, listen, do not take this product every day. You will absolutely de- develop a dependency on it. They're not going to, they might not. Man, I got people that, that tell me they've been taking that product like literally every day for a couple of years. That's insane. And I just tell them like, look, you better hope that we just keep on selling this thing forever. So we right, have right. we have people that will buy cases at a time because they just want to hoard it. Right. Wow. Oh, no, you have that in your product. Yeah, one point eight grams per scoop. And why is GHB and has other uh, compounds as well? Yeah. Have you ever tried Somatomax? Yes, I tried it. I don't know. I wasn't as good as just straight fan. Yeah. So I, I I got the idea from Somatomax. So somebody was was like, oh, you got to try Somatomax. Double scoop it. And so I did, and I actually had pretty good sleep, but I also got, you know, like a good tingling euphoric. This is making me want to take anesthetized. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I did get good results from it. Yeah. I was thinking of the, the Pytex other uh, oral tablets. It didn't work as good. It was similar, but it was kind of different. Yeah, the powder. Yeah, was yeah it good. was good. It was certainly and so good. I've had real bad sleep problems my whole life. So I was like, I really want to put out a good sleep product, and we're going to base it around the Phenobut. And that's how that product started. What is it called? Anesthetized. Mm. Why is GHB so hard to find? I don't know, man. When I was in California, I was like I was saying either in LA, it's so big on the gay scene that I had a bunch of gay clients back then, and and I had one client that was just giving me Poland Spring bottles for free. And when I moved to Florida, he gave me a liter for the road, and it lasted me like almost two years. I would just like conservative with it, and then once it ran out, I had a bunch of people that were like, "Oh, I can get it. I can get the best stuff ever." And it was always either watered down or it, it's usually G, GBL. Like the GBL is very, very chemically. And it's like they're making it out of like paint thinner or God knows what. True, true G that's real has like a salty taste. And, it, and, it, right. and it, like you right. can ma- mask it pretty easily in, in a drink. The potassium based was excellent. I tried that recently. I had a small sample. It's excellent. Yeah, it's just, it's just very, very tricky to find. That. I don't know why. It, it did the opposite. It would knock me out in 15 minutes. Then I would get up and I would be buzzed for three hours. Yeah, because it's giving you, you're going into an, an instant deep REM sleep. So you don't need to be out for as long to still feel you know, rejuvenated from yeah, it. You Did sleep it? four hours, you feel like you sleep for 10. Do you, do you remember there was a product called uh, Renutrient? Renutrient, yes, I in the 90s. I love that product. That was an awesome product. Blue Nitro. Yeah, many, Blue Nitro, many. that was Jaren's actually. <laughs> remember a guy getting a whole crate of uh, Paladin at the nutrition store over at Bally's and Boca back in the 90s almost every day. People were all kind of people were coming. It was flying off the shelf. Yeah, you don't, you don't, you don't. I never tried it back then. I think, I think that in in today's, I guess we'll call it drug culture. I think that that, that people they're just not really a demand for it. I guess anymore, you know. So well, you don't it's the see only that. thing that never gave me any long term side effects. It improves REM sleep. Seems like the perfect drug for athletes as long as you're not driving on well, it. Well, Tony Huge talks about he has a a, a prescription for uh, Zyrum, which is basically medical. GHB. And so I asked my doctor if I could get a script for that. And he was like, there, there's truly no reason like medically that I, I got ever... a script for it. But I did order from a pharmaceutical supply house at the cost of ten or twelve thousand dollars a year out of pocket. Holy Insurance shit. wouldn't pay for it. No That's the problem. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I got he wrote me a script in a second. Yeah, he, po- he's, he posts about it in his story. Sometimes he'll show himself like measuring it out. And um, did, it's, didn't you try some of it's that? It's basically legal Vegas? GHB. Mm. I, again, uh, as PJ re- 
you know, PJ said you have to have an empty stomach. Yeah, for that. That's right. We had a big meal, and then yeah, that, yeah. that always killed the effect. For the record, I don't do anything fun now. And for <laughs> anybody listening, FDA, I don't condone any use of drugs at all. And neither do we, <laughs> except for steroids. Um, no hormone replacement. Excuse me. Take that back. Through a doctor. Would you rather have three cc's of equipoise in your ass or thirty bucks? <laughs> <laughs> Probably the thirty bucks. I haven't used Equipoise since I was competing. Oh, okay. Jay's, Did you ever Jay's get Decadic? Trendic is yes, not Trendic, but Decadic. Absolutely. Trend used to make me like a, a fucking sexual Tyrannosaurus Rex. That's all I wanted you know, to do. Some of these people are having that's... real bad reactions to th- um, th- just three milligrams of Prammy. You know, I never had to. I never, well, when I was competing, I never used Prammy or Kaber. I've used Kaber in my adult life just to see if it's really true what they say about the monstrous loads, and I don't think it is. No, it's less refractory, period. You can go for a second sooner. Um, But I also think that many, many, many people are not using what they think they're using these days anyway, and I think that's where a lot of the issues come from. Well, like Prammy, to to lower your, um, what does? Prolactin. To to lower your prolactin, you should take like one milligram. Well, there's a lot of people are putting three milligrams per eyedropper because that's a mm-hmm. um, therapy dose for Parkinson's. Yes. So bodybuilders are taking a Parkinson's do- dose and then sleeping for a day. They don't realize how how low you need of those of those things to 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 bring level. Like for instance, the caber, you really only need like point two five twice a week. Twice a week. And I got people that are like, oh, I got two milligram tabs. I'm like, two milligram tabs. First of all, that's gonna wipe you out. If you take that, it's going to flatten you out. You're not going to feel good. Um, you should get a really, really good result from a, from a very, very small amount of that. Yeah, pro- prolact- anti-prolactin should only be taken twice a mm-hmm. week in an extremely low dose. Real caber is, is, is very expensive, too. Because it's not stable in liquid. Yeah, it's, it's extremely, extremely. You can only get it in a pill. So none of the peptide companies sell it because mm-hmm. you can't make it out of liquid. That Pramiprexol, that's what... That's yeah. what you take to stop the prolactin buildup on a trend or a yeah. DECA cycle. Yeah, I found that when I was competing that for me, I couldn't really do more than like 300 milligrams a week of DECA before I would start getting negative side effects. Yeah, well, if you've seen my porn video, I was on a lot of DECA. <laughs> so. oh, yeah. 900 milligrams a week. I keep it super basic now. Like I stay on my HRT test no matter what, and then I rotate around either Anavar or Primabolin just because I care more about being lean. What about a guy that would includes eq in his cruise how much does he want to do oh well like if let's say you're cruising on just test Mm -hmm. like 300 one cc one cc of eq yeah i think that that i I think that he would obviously see more benefit than not taking it um i don't think that you're going to risk too many uh issues from from something like that i mean really it's it, it all comes down to the specific individual because i've seen guys have a bunch of negative side effects from low amounts of gear, and I've seen guys juice their brains out and never have anything happen. I think some people are more susceptible to negative. You know, I, I got a guy that that uh, works for me who's on an HRT dose of testosterone and he's breaking out everywhere, and it's just that's just his system. Yeah, it, that it has me that shitty acne that's below the skin. The ones that like you can't really pop. Yeah, yeah, those those are. I the only time I ever had issues like that, believe it or not 
were not when I was on. It was actually when I was off when I was young. More reason why not to come off because you get more of these negative things happening when you come now, off. Now, you said you switch in between Anavar and Primo? Most of the time, yeah. Those are two huge uh, collagen builders. I love Anavar. Do you feel joints feel good on yeah. it? Yeah. Anavar is like, my doctor calls it, it's like the Mercedes S class of like the hormone world. Like, cruise on Anavar, you're just going to have a, a good, smooth ride. There's no downside to it. Everybody no side says effects. That. No side effects. Everybody also, when I was it. when I was researching collagen synthesis in the hospital, Anavar is one of the best ones. Absolutely. That's why they, 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 they use it on burn victims. Uh-huh. Uh, it's been used medically in not just AIDS patients, but cancer patients, children. It's just a, it's just a very very safe and effective. It's only anabolic, so you don't have to any any, any negative response as far as androgen goes, as far as DHT goes. It's derived from DHT, which is interesting, but it will not have an affinity to the DHT receptor, so you won't get any of those. Should you, like like Winstrol, for instance, you've got to worry about the elevated DHT effects, and that's when you see people like, oh, I don't understand. I took Winstrol and I broke out and I started losing my hair, and it's just, it's, it's bumping your DHT up too much. I broke out and I'm losing my hair. Is he quoting you, Jay? Yeah, you're getting personal. <laughs> no, I have a friend that takes any amount of tests he takes. He sold back. He's yeah. Fucking... And that's another one that's, that's you know, individual specific too. Yep. So. What are you running now, Leonard? Just 400 milligrams a week of test 400. That's it. For how long? Until break a few plateaus with it. Well, it's... I'm going to see if I can start good around the new year, get a new CPAP machine to breathe. As long as I sleep on my back, I'll be fine. I won't go so high on the orals. I run EQ in the background of every cycle. You just love EQ? If if I'm doing a cycle of something, I might just drop the EQ to one cc a week just so I don't have to get back on it again. What do you find that you like the most about the EQ? It's um, it's great collagen builder, Mm -hmm. so your joints stay good. I, I haven't used EQ since... You know, back when I retired in 2012, uh, I've kept it pretty basic since then. But I, I have learned that, you know, not that I, I consider myself old. Things just affect me a little more harsh now. I can't do trend. Right. Tried trend, trend twice in the, the past two years. And both times it ended really bad. Couldn't stay on it. I, I got really well, bad. It makes insom- sense that you like Anavar and Primo. Yeah. I got very, very bad insomnia. Uh, sweat through the friggin' uh, sheets at night. Uh, I felt very like lethargic on it. Just had a, r- a rough time. Which mm-hmm. trend? Uh, I like trend acetate. I mean, the results are great, but it just you just feel you know just too many negative sides at this point. When I was competing, I could I could handle it fine. Trend acetate, from my personal experience, is the most psychologically addicting yes. mm-hmm. steroids on the planet because the shit is so androgenic, and you need to pin it every other day. Yep. Dude, you're counting the hours till you can pin that shit. Yeah, what I started doing, and it did bring some of the, the side effects down, was I just cut my dose in half and did it daily. Okay. Just to keep it even at all times. And the, and the sides were not as bad that way. You know, then you're, you're dealing with pinning yourself all the time. Um, I was going to ask before, because I'm currently doing the trend acetate, and sometimes the, you know, you, I get a little too crazy, so I'll take like a Xanax or something. And I saw on one of your posts, you said you used to take Xanax and now you take CBD and that does the job for you. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously a lot different than Xanax in the way where if you're having a full-blown panic attack, you can take a Xanax and 20, 30 minutes, you're okay. 
the CBD, you kind of have to let yourself know like, okay, the CBD is going to help me. I'm going to relax. And in time you, you will, but here's the deal. You need to use full spectrum CBD or you're wasting your time. It has to be full spectrum, which means it's got the THC in it, low amounts. Yeah. Rob's got to go to work. He just started working as a bouncer at a swingers club in Miami. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> right. So uh-huh. you ever hear that place? I've no. heard of it. No, I haven't. I have definitely Velvet, <laughs> Velvet in Miami. Never been to one? To what, a swingers club? Yeah. No. I think it's just a must-see at this point. I haven't been able to get into a swingers club because I don't have any trade bait. <laughs> <laughs> you got to bring trade bait. No, you can get in a, There's a single... There's You can get in as a single guy and um, single girl. So there's... Yeah, there's two sides. There's a side for single men and there's a side for couples and single females. So the single females have the option to go over to the men's side and then couples, a lot of couples go, like an older guy who can't... If the chick wants to get double penetration. That, yeah, exactly. Your job is to keep the single man out of the couple. So wait, right. the single girls can come in. Yep. And get with the couples. And get with the couples. Uh, okay. so that makes no sense, problem. You don't yeah, want single right. guys going in there. Right, that? right. So the single guys, obviously, they, they want to get onto the other side where all the action's going down. So that's my job to keep them out. And... Um, I just went to the interview. I told them the, the cycle I'm on. They said, all right, perfect. <laughs> How often do married guys bring their old ladies there to get a big black dick up their ass? That's honest. That's honestly the most common thing there, and it's very disturbing. <laughs> Quincy Taylor, I don't know if you remember him, a huge, huge, huge yes, black yes, body. Remember. Remember. He, he told me that he used to get paid to do that all the time. Well, what happened? He, he was like a professional, like, like. I guess is cuck is that the term that yeah they yeah right so like he, he he we had him on on my old radio show and he was like I get white men pay me to bang their wives all the time oh, he's yeah the bull he's a monster yeah but the it's bull crazy. is cuck holding oh, the scene. cuck is the guy that's watching yeah so he's, he's the, the bull. cuck cleans up the cream pie the bull is the <laughs> black guy that leaves right, the load right yeah and I, he, he was getting paid pretty good pretty good money I think it's mind blowing yeah. the things that you see going on there it's not just like a small club there's like four or five hundred people yeah, fucking. You you have to. Um, a girl punched a guy in the face the other day because the condom broke. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. So it's a wild it's a wild gig. But I mean, um, the maniacs knew a little bit about my last job. This is a, a nice set schedule. So, and um, I'll have time to do more things. You know, involving with the Lenny Show and whatnot. So, it's it's I like it. It's okay. It's a little crazy, but whatever. What's the craziest thing you saw so far? Um, I mean, it's all pretty, you know, it's all pretty much similar you shit, know, but I, I try not to watch, you know, to see what the, the <laughs> hell you just look, you look in one room and you'll just see like a huge fucking, there's like a, a few rooms. People could get private rooms. Um, or there's, there's a huge like open area in the back. And there's porn on the TV all over the walls. It's kidding. But where is this place? Miami. And so it's, is it advertised as a swingers? Yeah, it's I don't. I I didn't know that they they had places like that. Neither did I. It's a sex club. It's not really a swingers club. So if you go there, like, can a group of like four like buddies go in there to, to, to hang out? Yeah, I mean, there's no guarantee that that anything's gonna happen, but yeah, 
and then you would hope for a couple to go over on the side and for them to pick you. Interesting. It'll <laughs> be a pick real quick, I'm sure. Right. Any muscle girls wearing strap-ons? No. What about do, do any of them have they told you guys? Listen, you're working, you're off limits. If any of these people try to bring you in, you cannot do it. Yeah, of course. And you know, we get that. We get the people try to molest molest us. And um, I just three hundred pounder trying to molest you. Other day. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I mean it's not too bad. I mean it's it's just hard to it's not hard to fight the urges. But I'm in there on test. I'm in there on trend. It's you know what's going through my mind. I just want to. And some of the some of the people are they Mind, go there. torture kill BTK yeah. goes through your mind exactly. So, <laughs> but you see some like I've seen some of the most attractive um, women in my life in there. So it's not wow. just like complete weirdos like you get some really really hot looking girls in there that go there when and they're just with their their rich husbands and it's and weird they're just getting banged by other guys yeah <laughs> or like or like a, a couple will go a couple will go and like um like say the 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 wife is real good looking they'll find another couple where the wife is good looking and that's just what they do they just swing mm -hmm. and it's like it's nothing like they're at the bar fingering each other blowing each other fucking at the bar and i'm just standing there like what the fuck has my life come to you know <laughs> who's responsible for cleaning all this stuff up um the other security guard oh not you yeah. <laughs> the other security guard <laughs> and he knows his place yeah you'd be the cuck of the cucks if you did that yeah job. right jay, jay will be happy to go clean up all that <laughs> my stomach just turned yeah i'm telling you the first and that by the end of the first night i wanted to throw up i never wanted to see porn again i lost all saying a lot coming yeah. from you yeah i lost all respect for women and it's just like I want to find a church. A and different with and now six months later, it's the greatest job he's ever had. <laughs> I, I mean, I like the job. Don't get me wrong. They should at least get, let me get at least like give me like 15 minute break where I'm allowed to like get a blow job or something. But I don't see what, what, why not. You Once know, you Blackstone employees get that privilege. <laughs> <laughs> what are the hours? Uh, 10 to 4. Mm. 10 to 4. Yeah. Seven days a week. Nope, I got two days off. But they're open seven days. Nope. Oh. Um, Monday and Tuesday. Um, I I can't say. It's perfect for Brad's schedule because he's tied up on Sunday with the family. So. <laughs> Brad can get caught. I will be there this week or next week just to check it out. I got to find the right girl to take. Because I, I have a feeling I won't be picked. If, <laughs> I wonder why. They seen your performance. <laughs> yeah. I gotta. Once we're off the air, I'm curious about this place. I've never. I've never. Oh yeah, it's a must see at least once. It's, you gotta go see it. Yeah, I'll see what type of discounts I can get. You guys. <laughs> well, there's like memberships and shit too, right? Right. You gotta pay. You gotta pay a monthly a monthly fee, and then. It's around like a hundred bucks every time you go. Is it a bottle club? Like you bring your own bottle of booze? Yep, and exactly. You buy setups. Yep, yep. And they have all the chasers, so they right. yeah it's a setup. Right. Oh, you bring your own bottle. 
You bring you your bring own your bottle, own bottle. Mm. and they make the rum and coke for you. Oh, right. I mean, that's a lot cheaper than going to some of these fancy clubs in Miami yeah. where you got to pay $500 exactly. for a fucking bottle, you know? So it's it's actually pretty cheap for these people to pay, you know, 70 to 100 bucks to get in. What about Brad breaks in the open? Are they allowed? No, only if it's in a vape pen and no Robzilla breaks either. Um, I actually get to, my job is I get to walk around and look for people doing drugs. Let's just say. Um, Have you ever confiscated anything? <laughs> I'm able to confiscate, and I gotta hand them over to my boss, which is not gonna happen. But. <laughs> so my nose is looking forward to it. And that's where you're headed now. Yeah, I actually gotta go in like ten you. ten minutes. I gotta go. I'm I'm thinking about calling them and seeing if I could be a half hour late, but. I'm a little too new for that. <laughs> You've been there, what, a week now? Yeah. <laughs> you want to call in yeah. already? Hit call on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm having a hard time reading the name, and I don't want to say it on the yeah, air, yeah. so we'll say it after. It's Velvet in Miami. Velvet in Miami. I'll tell you after. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys got any more for me? You want to talk any, any more smack on Jason so he can freak out on us? No. Let me look at some of the questions that have been posted on Instagram and see if there's anything more important. Let me see if I actually Jay, saved the, answer the, mic. the uh, message that I sent to Tony Huge. Let's see. Your mic is It's an old fucking wire one, right? Yeah. Jay, give Andrew the mic. What about you, Lenny? Any questions for PJ? You've been very quiet. No, it's uh, like a sponge. It was very entertaining. I like PJ's approach, his voice. He'd be a great professor at a university. <laughs> so, thank you. Hold on. This is what I this is what I sent to Tony Huge when I first saw the video. Let's see if it's actually Asperger's syndrome. <laughs> he was first of all he was misdiagnosed by his first doctor, um, but he also has a mild form of Tourette's. Um, even signs of uh, paranoid schizophrenia. He's on all sorts of medication. So back then, in that time when I was quote-unquote using him to make myself famous, I was like, if I can help him get in good shape, I'm the greatest coach of all time. So it was like my personal mission. So I spent so much time with him. And he he was so emotionally unstable that I, I like fathered him in a way because he, he lost his dad when he was very young and I became close with his mom who's also sadly pretty nuts um, and I really, really tried to help him the problem is unfortunately he's become a bad person which sounds a little crazy to say about somebody that's got these things going on mentally but there's numerous videos question. where the other guys in the Delray Misfits are, are kind of like making fun of him, taking advantage of me, and he's laughing and saying things like, oh, I just used him for money, and he's done it numerous times. Like People have sent me the clips over the years, and I'd always say to him, like, Jason, why do you say these things about me? I'm the only one that's trying to really help you. And he's like, oh, I, I just do it for the views. And I'm like, yeah, but do you understand that it's like hurting my feelings a little bit and making everyone around me think that it's ridiculous for us to help you? 
So finally, when the whole Rich Piana thing happened, we had accounts that were calling my dad and saying, I won't do business with you anymore. Anything that you guys are doing, celebrating this moron, we, we refuse to associate with you. So we lost about 12 <laughs> accounts that day. And my dad called me and was like, please, please disassociate yourself with this kid. He's caused so many problems mm-hmm. over the years. And on top of that, any new athletes that we were signing, his trolls, he has the most aggressive trolls, would harass them. And be like saying things about Jason. They would be like, "Who is this Jason Genova? Why are people harassing me so bad?" I even had a doctor. I did a video with a doctor um, who did some um, Juvederm injections underneath my eyes for my black circles. And afterwards, people were harassing the doctor, and she was like, "Who are all these piss trooper people?" So <laughs> you just have to be very careful because I know that you're being a nice guy and wanting to help. And I- I'll tell you that. Those trolls are a lot to deal with, man. So after I sent him that, he said, thank you very much for the warning. I will uh, tread carefully here. It helps me understand a lot. Um, Blah, blah, blah. And he said, Jason messages him at least six times per day, every day. That's not not that bad for Jason. Um, (laughs) I made his messages a priority, but it's kind of relentless. And there's no way that I could keep up with the messages. I'm afraid that it'll get worse. And I told him straight up, oh, it'll get way worse. Mm-hmm. It'll get way, way worse. Until so. until he stops giving Jason free shit. Correct. Then it will stop. Then I'll get thrown under the bus. Jason, then Jason will come to me and Brad. He's a liar. He's a backstabber. He used me. He's a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, we, we, I still, in my, in my Q&A. And then I'll water 66 him. That's right. It's coming. I would say in my Q&A, there's no matter what, at least one or two Genova trolls every day and I, and I let them stay because they're not really dicks. Um, they can be a little annoying sometimes, but I don't, I don't throw them out. I let them stay. But today one of them was like, so what kind of results do you think that, that Jason's going to get with Tony huge? And I was like, it's going to be end bad just like it does every other time. It's just a matter of when, <laughs> which one of us, and this is a, a question somebody posed in the comments here, which one of us, did Jason talk the most shit about to you? Um, I would say it ain't Brad. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's that one video where he's calling Brad a, a yeah. bully, and he's that's, he says that Brad's that's, a bully. That's yes. When I saw that mm-hmm. video with Eduardo going, to you showing you shit like a little bitch, and that's why I, I would I say the off. least was Lenny. Uh, but Brad, Brad the most, Lenny the least. <laughs> But yet he still stalks me for a video every week. <laughs> of course, yeah. And I verbally abuse. If, mm. if anybody said the shit to me that I say to him, I would never have any association oh, with well, him Oh, well, every again. time that I would catch him saying some, something bad about me, he his, his scapegoat was always Brad is telling me to say these things and forcing <laughs> me to do it. Of course, blame me. That's all right. Brad is like a devil. <laughs> Brad is like that devil on your shoulder that does whisper evil things in your ear. Jay, you want a drink? Yes. It's going to do some blow. <laughs> you got an angel on one shoulder, Brad on the other shoulder. <laughs> and you have to decisions to make. Uh, that's all right. We knew that. What are the other questions? Well, I'm real pissed that you know I gotta leave. This was great. It was awesome meeting. Oh, uh, we're wrapping. Yeah, it up. you got you got you got the meat and potatoes of it. So, yeah, well, we're going on two and a half hours. Okay, it's a little closer than I thought. So I, guess. I hope that the listeners are happy. 
Yeah, and I I know you probably heard one one of the podcasts. I got I got blitzed, and I might have said uh, I started ripping into you a little bit, and I you know I wouldn't apologize if I meant what I said. But. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I think that you guys are funny. I I've I've never been actually. Jay did get. It wasn't that I was mad at Jay. It was that everybody else was coming in my Q and A every day for like two months straight. Saying when are you gonna fight Jay? When are you gonna fight Jay? When you and it it got so fucking annoying that that finally finally made me mad. But outside of that, I've actually always thought that you guys were funny. So yeah, but I mean, it's one thing to get drunk and to you know talk shit about someone you actually have animosity towards. But like, I was I was a you know I don't want to sh- stroke you right now, but you know I was a huge fan and watching Jay, the Jay Jason, will don't worry. Yeah, right. And watching the Jason videos, I had nothing but positive things to say about you. So I don't know where that came from. Yeah, what happened? I <laughs> I can tell you this: the next morning, I woke up in that parking lot, um, not knowing what the fuck happened. My phone, <laughs> my phone was dead. My car battery was dead. So if if that you know makes you feel a little bit better about the mind state i was in hopefully mm. but did you guys do a podcast that night yeah mm. yeah that, he called you out uh, who else a couple few people well johnny bravo i guess think of johnny bravo we like him in person. he's my friend yeah yeah very disappointed about not he's coming a very through different with the guy in person rather than on camera is he yes a lot of people are yeah I was disappointed in the way that everybody jumped on the whole, you know, PG and Aaron got got indicted thing, and I felt like so many people were just reading the indictment, which, and then he gave Palumbo a hard time for not reading the indictment, but he was like, Johnny, all you did was read an indictment that anybody can go online and, and read themselves. Like, nobody knows anything that's going on with, with them. There's There's not even a trial set yet. I mean, is it really that big of news to, to like, bash the guys? Just over reading the indictment. And whatever yeah. the penalty is going to be, you're not going to see it for years. It's just... That shit is going to... You can... If you want... When it's all said and done, and I believe that we're going to win, and I'll be the first to put a fucking video out when that happens. Let's say something happens and we do get charged with these crimes and, and, and penalized in whatever way. Put that story out. You know? We're, we're not even set to go to trial until next year, and that may, may get pushed back even, even longer. The, yeah, big, the way Bravo went after Palumbo didn't seem right. No, I, I didn't. And listen, I don't, I, I don't have any reason to defend Palumbo, but Palumbo was like, "Look, I didn't put the story out because there's nothing to the story." Now, I, I, I am sure part of it is because Aaron sponsors his show for sure. Of course, but I just, I didn't really think that. Well, he criticized him because he's supposedly the, you know, the go-to guy for bodybuilding news, mm-hmm. and he didn't report anything about it. So that's why he jumped. It had nothing yeah. to do with bodybuilding. You know. All right, Jay. Well, <laughs> what did that have to do with the sport? Still, Palumbo talks about everything, not yeah. just bodybuilding. Okay. Sounds That's more what like he was being criticized me. for. Not everybody else was saying something about it, but him. Yeah, everyone. And it was because Redcon Red Con sponsors his fucking show. That's why. It's all right. But yeah, like you said, you can go online and just read exactly what what's what. So. What do you think, Jay? Well, it's like an opinion column until there's facts. Yeah. Right. All these guys just 
Whenever something happens, they have to run and make a video. Well, yeah, they want to be the first, you know. Like right. Generation Iron, those, 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 being, those guys about are, my, being, are, are my friends. It's not about being right. It's about being first. It's, yeah. The news, all the news does that. And they, re, you know, they reached out to me and they were like, and they had, they had just done a really cool, I, I was like, felt really honored that they wanted to do that series on me. And they reached out to me and, they, you know, I consider them friends now. And they were like, look, we got to run your story. Do you want to at least make a statement? And I was like... I know you're going to run the story. Can I at least please talk to my lawyer and ask what I can say so I can make a statement since everybody else is just reading my indictment everywhere because I would I would really like to make a statement. So they actually held back a little bit so I could get a statement that my lawyer was okay with me saying and run that. So they, they had the first actual – Singerman didn't say anything, but I wanted to speak, so they gave me you know, freedom to say what I wanted to say. And Generation, at least Iron at least put that out. Because it sucked sitting there and, and seeing all these YouTubers coming out, giving their version of what's going to happen to us and how many years in jail we're going to get when, you know, we know the truth to the whole thing. So, Are you on speaking terms with Aaron or no? Well, we're actually, even if we were on speaking terms, which we're not, we're actually, as part of the lawsuit, we're actually not supposed to communicate at all. Um, but no, we're not on speaking terms. You know, I don't... I don't wish him ill will or anything like that. I just have no desire to, to be his friend. All right, take it easy. There was also rumors about Blackstone. Thanks, man. Moving. Yeah, it was a good time. Yeah. Moving or going out of business or. We lost our, so when all the FDA stuff went down, as soon as you get into a fight with the government, especially if you're not in a position to be like settling and you want to fight them, it really changes a lot of people's opinions of you. So, we were moving into a really, really awesome new building. And I liked the building that we're in. We're in a good building. You guys have been there before. Yeah. But it was a, a major upgrade from that. And we were super pumped about it. And the uh, landlord terminated that agreement before we even moved in. He was like, I'm not, I don't want you guys in my building. So at that point, we were already out of the agreement in the current building that we were in. So we were scrambling and we had to make some moves. So right now, we are currently in five different buildings. But... They're all basically in walking distance. So it's not ideal in the sense that in the old building, I could just walk over to this guy's office, walk over to that, that guy's office. Now, from one building to the other, I do usually drive, even though I, I, I could walk just because it's hot as hell in Florida. Um, but we're on the same street. We're just a few driveways down. Um, my office is in one building that has excess storage in it. The sales team is in another building that has most of the shipping in it. The call center is then another building that also has marketing in it. And then there's two other storage facilities by, we're hoping, September. There's a company that I probably shouldn't say their name um, that's moving out of their building. And their landlord is the guy that owns all the buildings that we're currently in. And he's really cool with us. Because we're actually, the funny thing is the buildings that we're in now are in the same complex of where Blackstone Labs first started back in the day after I had first in my first building. So that guy is cool with us moving into that building, and that building will be really awesome. So it's we're not too far away from that. It's no. gone by pretty fast, considering all the headaches. Because there was rumors that you're moving to Georgia or some shit. No, so when we were losing the, the main building, Jared was like, well, I'm manufacturing everything up here. Why don't I just ship it all out of here? But we got into the other buildings, and we, we just have a, such an outstanding shipping team. We're fast. We ship everywhere fast that we wanted to make sure that we – didn't disappoint people with that and keep things moving the same way that they are we are here so we just kept it going 
Good shit. We downsized the company though. So last year, around the time of the Olympia, you know, we had um, you know, Jared has a a planner that came in, and you know, he works for for all the companies. Like, look, here's the deal: 2016, you guys did over 20 million dollars, and you had 40 guys, but you're still paying these 40 guys to be doing half the money in sales. It just you're you're just running, you know, too fat of a payroll. It just doesn't make sense. And the reality of it is, is obviously the FDA kicked our ass in 2016. So we went from doing 24 million to 7 million. And and really we almost went bankrupt that year to take that much of a hit because they took $1 million of inventory from us. So when you lose a hundred, you know, when you, when you lose, I think the number was like $259,000 out of the bank account. So now you have no money to buy inventory. And then they actually take all of your inventory. So you have a million dollars at your cost of inventory gone. Well, now you have to buy inventory with money that you don't have. So if it wasn't for Jared saving the day and, and he had just invented, invested into us. So he's like, great, I invested into Blackstone Labs. They freaking do over 20 million and they get rated by the FDA. He actually fronted us the product to keep us going. That was our saving grace of why we didn't go bankrupt. So that year we took a major hit. We went down to 7 million and the year after that we crept up to about 11 million and now we're going back up in the other direction again. But to, to try to run the company the same way, it, it, it really all came down to, I just didn't want to fire guys that I considered my friends and family. So I stopped paying myself for well over a year. And then finally it was like, look, we're, we, we got to cut payroll down. You know, so we, we had extra guys in shipping that we didn't need. We had extra guys in, in marketing. We had too many videographers, you know, and that, that was why certain people were casualties of that situation. But, you know, we cleared up, like, I believe $275,000 of payroll a year just by just by downsizing like that and so i mean we we had to do it and the, that money adds up fast so yeah jeez that shit happens you can do about that can we talk about something positive at least to end, end the show instead of <laughs> instead of a sad a sad something Leonard. Jeez. no numbers are numbers are back about good again it was it was it was a plus that was when i was that was when i was at my worst going through my divorce so I was drinking like crazy and that wasn't helping the situation so I was like depressed drinking like crazy and then you know at the peak of of the the worst of it I ended up in the hospital for six days and I went in my blood alcohol was 429 oh my God. and the doctor was like the doctor told my mom I didn't even know that somebody could hit for like he should be dead that's when Dale had his car wrecked <laughs> that was the same time yeah so you know I came out of the hospital and everybody's like what about Dale what about Dale what about Dale Mike not to be an asshole, but what about me? Do you guys want to know what I was just going through for, for six days? <laughs> my my blood pressure was 240 over 220. My resting heart rate was 179. So they had to put me on medicine to slow my heart rate down, medicine for my blood pressure. And they they, they, they my mom is the one who brought me in there. They were like, look, he might die. This blood alcohol is, is fucking crazy. So it was touch and go for the few, first few days. And I don't even remember the first And that's when you quit drinking. So I got out of the hospital and never drank ever again. No, because I drank beer. <laughs> There's no AAA at 40,000. <laughs> so you'll never drink again? You don't no. think? No. Because it's like, to me, I didn't think of myself as an alcoholic. I was just bummed out and just drinking. You know what I mean? And so you just get into a bad cycle of, well, all well, right, I'm going to... Alcohol is a depressant. Yeah. Right? So you're yeah. now you're more depressed and you're just drinking and you're drinking, you're drinking. And... You know, I had gone through the worst divorce. My ex got everything in the divorce. So I worked all those years 
you know, to build up all this and have the FDA come in and, and take away all my business. And then this woman how, who how I caught she, cheating on how me. Did, how did she get all that? Because she had Florida her own. A fucked up state. I know shit. It's a fuck, but she, had, language her, again, she but, had her own company though, right? I gave her the company in a, in a uh, admittedly stupid emotional decision in the very beginning of the divorce. I traded the company for my dogs. And my attorney was like, terrible decision. And I was like, honestly, I feel like she's going to be a bitch and try to take the goddamn dogs. It's it's. How long were you married for? 18 months. Did you ever get married again? <laughs> Not without a very good prenuptial. Did you have the Ferrari then? <laughs> yes. You chose the Ferrari over your dogs. Somebody right? just asked. I the, still have the Ferrari thing. Somebody you know. just asked me, me and you a question. Would you rather spend a week with Jason or go through another divorce? A week with Jason. <laughs> my divorce took two fucking years and she wouldn't go away. Then how the, the fuck did she get all that? If you're only married, no kids, just it's so it's such a messed up situation because they valued me on the value of Blackstone Labs, and I'm like that's such an inaccurate value, though. You know, I'm I'm one of three owners, and so they they argued on their side for two years that Blackstone Labs grew because she was a TV celebrity. That was their argument, which in the end we proved obviously not true. She had nothing to do with Blackstone Labs, but then they real she she actually got. Another attorney and and got a judge, which is another thing that blew, blows my mind about Florida, to reopen the case on grounds of what they call an innocent spouse, where basically I tricked her into all these things because I was the one that was working and making all the money and I was like making her stay at home and that they believed that I was actually hiding money in the other employees and this and that. And they actually tried to sue Blackstone Labs for more money. That went on like another... What the fuck? That went on like another six months. And in the end, that one backfired on her and karma got her. The judge literally said, what more do you want from him at that point? She raked up $100,000 of legal fees on that one that they wanted me to pay and she lost that one. So of that big chunk of money that she got from me, she wasted a hundred grand of it trying to get more. Good. That's fucking awful. Man. Yeah, so I obviously when people ask me like my opinions of marriage, I just that that for me was the worst business trans transaction I ever made. Well, that's what marriage is. Marriage yeah. is a business. It really is. There's nothing romantic about it. It's strictly a business decision. And I I get labeled as, you know, someone who hates marriage and is vehemently against marriage. But I listen to your story and I asked a question. If you're a, a a wealthy man or a young man who aspires to be wealthy down the road in life, what is the point of signing a legally binding contract that's going to fuck you over like that? It's a no-fault state. So they basically, they try to just split the assets, but it winds up being, if you're the main breadwinner, you got to pay for all the, all the lawyers. So I had to pay for all the lawyers, and then her dumbass wanted to get forensic accountants because she felt like I was hiding money in Blackstone Labs. The forensic accountants, from my case, the final number that they were paid was $306,000. Wow. So had we had not done that, that would have been another 150000 for her. Are you going that, twin turbo on the Ferrari? Yeah. It's taking fucking forever, but it's going to be amazing. Pre-nuptial. You can also get a post-nuptial, but good luck yeah. with that. Is that a, is that a front engine a, car? A pre-nuptial. Yes, yeah. That's a front engine V10? V12. Front engine V12. Yeah, it's insane. He's asking because he wants to go for a ride. As soon as I get it back. <laughs> I like fast cars. Yeah, that, that, that car is a life changer. You won't be able to get out of it. No. <laughs> How's the Hellcat running? Awesome. My dad drives the Hellcat every day. He loves it. It's his favorite. Much different ride. It's a big, heavy... It, that one feels the most dangerous out of all of them. Like, that one, you have, like, the, the element of, I could just lose it at any time in that one. When you buy one of those, don't, don't you have to take a course 
to be qualified to drive it for the Hellcat? Yeah. Not that I know. Right, Where Hellcat did I? I read that somewhere. I bought mine off of that idiot Tristan Tristan Escalastico because he couldn't pay the note on his anymore, and they were going to repossess it because he didn't pay the note for five months. Oh, he's no longer one of your athletes. No, he didn't last that long. The kid was such a bum. <laughs> that Hellcat's just a vulgar display of power, isn't it? Like like Pantera. Um, yeah. I, lo- I, I loved the Hellcat, but I admittedly liked it the least out of the cars. Really? And it's old school V8. Power. It's 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 fun. It's it's a lot of fun. Um, at the time, back then, we were making like stupid amounts of money, and so there's certain things that guys get into. Like my old partner, he got really into watches. I like cars, and I just wanted to keep going faster. So I actually got a really good deal on the Hellcat. I bought the Hellcat for fifty grand. Isn't your Corvette probably making about the same horsepower? So we did a stage two upgrade to the Hellcat. So the Hel- the Hellcat now is doing. A thousand at the crank. Okay, that's a lot. And so now my my Z06 with the upgrades that we've done is doing 750 at the wheel. At the wheel. Yeah. Rear wheel horsepower 750. And it's that's very cool. very light. Yeah. Rear transmission. That's cars. They're both manual too, which is a lot of fun. But it's it's both of them. Did he once try to teach Jason how to drive manual? Yeah, and the Juke, which is the easiest car ever. You don't even really need to use the clutch in <laughs> the Juke. It's like a feather. Oh, my God. That was a fucking train wreck. So the Hellcat takes your vet in a drag race? So 0 to 60, the vet will win all day. And then after that, the Hellcat will take it. Okay. The Hellcat, like 80 to 120, is, is nuts. It's nuts. It's a bigger car. It takes more to get it yeah. than the Corvette. Bigger ticket. The Corvette's just gone. Yeah, but the F12 can do anything. That's what's crazy. Like, you can go around turns and stuff in that car, and it's just like a glove. Like, it's it's just a much different experience. But the transmission is different. It's not a drag racer. No, that's 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 a that's a track car for sure. I mean, Jay, it's it's their touring car. Jay had a beautiful Subaru wagon. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm definitely not getting anything anytime soon, courtesy of, of the marriage. So, I mean... People ask me all the time, they're like, are you upgrading to the C8? I'm like, I'm not upgrading to shit for you're a still, while. You're still paying that off, huh? Yeah, I'm going to be paying for a while. You could make that Corvette handle just better than a new one. You, just, you, you, have, to, you have to just keep the tires heated up. That's the key. There's no reason to upgrade your Corvette. I, I mean, I, I, I love that car. So, I mean, what they're doing with the C8 is cool because it's a mid-engine car now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it looks pretty cool also, but... At this point, I don't even bother looking at anything because it's going to be a long shot before I could. But I, I honestly, it, w- it would be really like douchey of me to not love the cars that I have now. I mean, they're 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 awesome cars. So, you want to yeah. ask him about his lizard collection and snakes? No, albino python. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have an albino python? I have a few albino pythons. Uh, I got the anaconda, and I got a bunch of tegus, a savannah monitor. Jesus. Where do you keep all them? In the garage? Most of them are in the garage, yeah. I think I've seen a rat feeding video of yours. Yeah, we get we put the rat feeding videos out for sure. That's a lot of people don't a lot of people don't like that stuff. It's fun to see. Is that just a hobby? Or do you breed them or what? I at one point I was like really wanting to get into breeding them. You know how like Palumbo has friggin' Palumbo's pythons. Um, and then yeah, we just, went. We went there. His studio's on top of his. Oh yes, on, on top of smells yeah. like shit right when you walk in. Yeah, he he's gotten way into it. Um, 
at this point, it would be a while before I could do anything like that. There's just so many moving parts to Blackstone Labs now, and with the FDA case and everything else, it's, I got to be really focused on everything that we're doing. How many have you let out into the Everglades? <laughs> Zero of mine. <laughs> Zero of mine. They got once a year. They got to go out there and hunt them. Yeah, they they actually they um they classified anacondas are officially illegal now in Florida. No oh, shit. Buying when they're babies and they get too big, they're and they're letting them. those ones out in the right. Everglades, exactly. and that's caught becoming a lot of problems now. Yeah. What about you, Leonard? Want to ask Chuck next time he comes on how many Cassies dropped off in the Everglades? <laughs> <laughs> you have dogs, cats, everything. Yeah, two dogs, five cats, and a bunch five of five cats. That's great. <laughs> You're yeah, almost like Meow Man Kalora. <laughs> Matter of fact, though, we you know? should change Andrew Kalora's name to the Hellcat <laughs> when he goes on cycle, and then he's Meow Man when he's off. <laughs> inside cats or outside? One of them is an outside cat, and the other ones are inside Ooh, cats. Oh, I like outside cats. The outside cat, Tammy, just does her thing. She just patrols the neighborhood, comes Kills back to eat every day. Yeah. They're just killers. Yeah. What happened with the barber, Ryan? Because we used to... We used to see him in Delray and Boca in the morning. We got friendly with him. He yeah. seemed like a good guy. He he was always saying how loyal you were and he was to you and shit. Yeah, one we one were. day in Boca, he came in and he had a Celeste shirt on. Yeah, everyone, and I start, everyone's I started doing like a snap. He's like, oh, no, no, you can't film, you can't film, you can't film. Yeah, because he's a PJ pussy. See, if PJ sees this, he'll be so upset. Yeah, he's a pussy. <laughs> um, so I met my girlfriend, who's who's been my girlfriend now for over a year, working for him. Well, I'm, say, I'm just saying that because at the time, he was very yeah. loyal to no, you. No, he was for three yeah. years, and I was very loyal to him. I paid that kid a lot of money. The misfit maniacs like your previous girlfriend the best out of all of them. Oh, God. What's her name? Salvina. You the like one, her because she's The one she's that old, shall you know, not be spoken of? You like her because she's older. I said the maniacs. I didn't say me. Okay, Jay. What's a girlfriend anyway? You have a wife or a whore? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, Barber... What he did, I, 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 he's lucky that I'm, I'm not going to punch anybody in, in the face because I have too many problems going on. But he, so, but well, you can't do that shit anymore anyway because you're no. either going to jail, no, going get, to jail. getting sued, so or both. He, or for hospital. what he did though, he des- he deserved it. So, I met Marissa. Marissa was one of the. She was actually the top hairstylist in his salon, and um, you know, we started dating, and he just got super weirdly jealous about it. And I was like, man, I thought you'd be happy because. You seem to really like her. I'm supposed to be one of your best friends. She was just a coworker. Yeah. And he was like, are you going to steal her from us? And I was like, steal her? What do you mean steal her? When I going to open up my own salon somewhere? And he got really, really weird. And they started like strangely becoming obsessed with us where like Marissa would say his wife would be on my Instagram all the time. And they'd be asking questions about me all the time. And it, it got really weird. So they started like distancing themselves from her and she was by far the busiest one in there they started giving other people her clients and she'd be like hey are you giving people my clients and they were like well you know you're, you're getting a little too big now because of instagram and whatnot and it got it turned into some strange jealousy and i realized that ryan was jealous because he had a thing for her he had like a crazy crush on her like he wanted to work out with her all the time like i told her i'm like most married guys can't go work out with other girls the fact that he's trying to do that with you you're very like naive and, and, and sweet, but that's not normal. And the fact that his wife isn't paying attention to it is also not normal. So eventually, um, they kept cutting her down more and more and more. So I actually pulled him aside. I was like, I'm really confused because you have said so many times 
that she's by far the best one in here. And then all of a sudden we start dating and you, you're acting different to me, you're acting different to her. And he's like, well, you know, she's gotten really caught up in, you know, being PG Braun's girlfriend and this and who she is on Instagram. And I'm like, I, I truly don't see that. Why don't you have a talk with her? But even still, it? what's the difference? Exactly. And it was just some sort of strange, weird jealousy thing. And then finally, uh, they started talking uh, very negatively about Blacks and Labs all the time. And so she would come home upset and not want to say anything. And so finally one day she was like, man, they talk so bad about Blacks and Labs in there all the time. I'm like, what does Ryan say? Ryan's on payroll. So fact, Ryan was on payroll for $1,000 a month as a sponsored athlete. And all I wanted was four haircuts a month. And I go, Ryan gets paid a thousand bucks to not post. We created the Fit Barber for him, create business for him. He's not defending me. And she's like, no, he doesn't say anything. And Sam just rips you up all the time. I'm like, what did I ever do to her? So I tried being super, super nice to her, bringing them. Sam's his wife. Yeah. Okay. And then so finally one day, and, and it was happening too much, and they were overdoing it in front of her. This girl came in talking about Blackstone Labs, and Marissa was like, oh, that's my boyfriend. And Sam chimes in with, you know that stuff's like all bad for you, right? Like they have like steroids in their products and like you really shouldn't take it. And Marissa was like embarrassed because at that point she's in love with me and she wants to defend me to the girl. The girl was wearing a Blackstone Lab shirt. Mm. And Marissa was like, well, that's not true. And she's like, come on, Marissa. Like you can say it. I know he's your boyfriend. And I was like, wait, wait, wait a minute. What did Ryan say? Because he's getting paid for me $1,000 a month all this time. He uses the products too. And she was like, he didn't say shit. So I, I just had it at that point from her coming down and saying so, so much stuff. So his wife's like 300 pounds. So I texted him. I go, do me a favor. Tell that fat fucking wife of yours that if she mentions anything about me or Blackstone Labs again, there's going to be some serious fucking problems. And he came right back at me, aggressive. And I was like, that's how you want to be. And he's like, I knew this was going to fucking happen. No, this isn't via, via, he wouldn't answer the phone. So I'm text messaging him. And I was, I was going, answer the fucking phone, bro. You're tough. Answer the fucking phone. And he wouldn't answer the phone. He's like, no, I see how crazy you get. I see how crazy you, you get. I don't want that. I'm just happy not being friends with you anymore. I'm like, all right, if that's how you want to be, watch what I do to that fat fuck on fucking social media now if you want to play like that. And then I went on social media and I told everybody what a fat, miserable bitch she is because she is. She's a fucking fat bitch. Look, if you're fat and you're cool, that's fine. You know, or, or be the, the, the pretty fat girl, right? They're, they're usually sweet. She's a fat Good blowjobs too. It brings a- nothing to the table. Yeah, you said the same thing to Jay. It brings nothing to the table. And that's why Ryan was always scheming girls around on the side all the time, you know, because he's not getting anything other than the fact that she's really rich. And everybody knows her grandparents have an ass load of money. And that's why Barber stays in that situation because he's a little bitch. So now that I, I don't do anything with them anymore, I have no problem telling the truth on that story, though. And the first thing he did after that was go walking around in a Celestial Body shirt, which is just such a low blow little like pussy thing to do. You know, it's like, give me a break. You haven't seen him since all this. No, nah, he won't come anywhere near me. But like I said, it's not like I can do anything. Like, what can you do? Celeste you know? sells shirts. She has like shirts to go with all the leggings and oh. the pants and stuff like that. Because I follow her on Instagram. It's a complete bore. <laughs> yeah, okay, Jay. I do. It's just boring as fuck. She, she, she you know, it's she, all promoting product. Yeah, it's she, fa- she went through is. a phase where, you know, when we first got married, that she was like super into training and fitness, and you know, she still had a little bit of like the WWE, like you know, star status going. And I, you know, I thought that she was, she was really hot. You know, I was, I was married to her. And then afterwards she just went into some weird, like she, she actually actually went through a rough time with drinking too. And, you know, she had told me that she went to rehab three times and just couldn't kick it. And, um, she went through some weird depression. Also, she took all, all her extensions out and shaved out of her head and, you know, started getting tattoos like crazy and went into some weird, like almost like Gothic type of thing. That wasn't, that that wasn't while you were with her. That was after. No, that was after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, she's kind of a hipster. Yeah. Those are gothic tattoos, Brad. She has tattoos of all uh, women on her arms. They got a very like Lesbo vibe going on now. Is she? Is she? Is she bi? A a bunch of people have told me that she's hung out with like different lesbian girls. She used to make jokes about it all the time, but maybe she was. All women are are bi if you have enough cocaine and money. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Ah man, that's a fucking nightmare, huh? Don't get married. Prenup if you do. I I'll can't believe he got fucked that fast. Not, not airtight. Not in Florida. She can no. say, oh, I was under psychological. I was under duress when I signed it. Psychological yeah, duress. It's, it's just, it's, I was pressured into signing it. It's by no means 50-50 at all. And and really, how how is it even fair that it's 50-50 for an 18-month marriage when you were responsible for 90% of the income? You don't hear the, you don't hear the feminists talking about this, though. No. God bless Dale Chance. His wife's not a feminist. They're still married. Beautiful family. Case closed. <laughs> Way to go, Lenny. Yeah. Backstab me. <laughs> Way to support your good buddy, Jay. Is that allowed to compliment Dale's family? No. Order 66, Big Lenny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my girlfriend's starting to freak out. You know, Mick Jagger told his girlfriend they were going on an exotic wedding vacation, and he married her somewhere... Where the wedding isn't valid. The guy's a genius. <laughs> really? <laughs> That's hilarious. Mick Jagger, mm-hmm. he's still got it. Brilliant. They're still torn. Mike PJ, you want to wrap this up? Yeah, we can wrap it up. <clears throat> we had a, some good content here. The fans are going to yeah, love man. this. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, it's fun, it. took us long enough. 60 episodes. Right? Yeah, you're probably one of the most requested people. Really? Oh, yeah. That's good. Yeah. No, no, no. You, you know who they want on next? Jane. I've been getting a lot of messages oh, to get that, Jane After on. this one, they're probably going to want, want her even more, too. Who? After this episode, they're going to oh, sure. want her even more. We, we, they I want Jane on. I voluntarily give up my microphone and not be here for Jane. They want Jane on, but without Jason. Okay. Sounds good. So, Is there truth to the story about... We might be able to train Jane her. Jane told me on Halloween, she had a Jeez, Halloween, party, uh, that, uh, Halloween party. That... That... I think she said that... Jay showed up with a machete. True. Uh, and that you guys were both like shit faced out of your mind, scaring people at the party. And uh, that she asked yeah, you to went, leave and that you wouldn't leave. He went as OJ Simpson. It was a Halloween party. I, she didn't know who the characters were when she was telling me this, the, the, the story. OJ, man, my hero. He tried to eat her ass. <laughs> Jane liked everything until her mother got real uncomfortable with the machete. He showed up at the party with a machete and the first first thing he says is I'm here to kill white women. <laughs> so, well, I was in character. Um, well, we knew that. No, they asked us nice to put the machete in the car and everything was fine. Okay. <laughs> they did. I believe you. What else did she tell you? Uh, well, Jason was was egging her on that night when they were telling me that story and Everything was fine until we were gone. She, she, was, she was saying that Jason needed more positive influence in his life, and if I would come back around and, and start helping him again. What is she trying to say? There were a bunch of degenerates. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, she said, PJ, you were supposed to be there. Yeah, well, she said that <laughs> she always liked Andrew, but that Andrew had uh, disassociated himself with Jason. Um, and she didn't really say anything she, about Lenny. <laughs> the shtick with Jason has gotten old. I, I can't do it anymore. Yeah, I, I used to. I used to be able to do it. Yeah, go film the bullshit fake workout videos. Hats off to Brad. I cannot 
I cannot play you along with that shtick anymore. Right. The hand that feeds you. Yes. Over anybody Absolutely. I've never seen or heard about. Yep. It was genuine at the old world, at the old Delray Fitness. It was. I I absolutely were there. It was 100% genuine. That guy will burn a bridge with somebody for 15 buck PayPal. It's, I used to think it was sad, but now I I find it to be kind of disgusting, to be honest with you. What, what, his actions, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. And it's amazing because a lot of the shit that we film, I, I'm like cringing behind the camera knowing that he's too lazy to edit shit out. He'll edit out stupid shit, but he'll leave in stuff that he shouldn't fucking leave in. And he has all the, the power to, you know. I think once you get from the point of not feeling sorry for him anymore and just being disgusted by him, then it's easy to just blow him off at that point. I just like to call him out on all this bullshit. <laughs> Every week, there's more bullshit. Well, yeah, you're, the, you're the main on. one who's always done it. So yeah. Why is he still taking progress picks? Yeah. Uh, I'm curious. We should take bets on who's going to be next after Tony Hughes. That's, that's probably <laughs> the most interesting one. Once that bridge gets burned, who knows? It's amazing yeah. that... It, it's becoming harder and harder for him to find people who don't know anything about the saga. I'm surprised Tony took the bait. But like I said, nice it, yeah. he is. Very but nice guy. He's supposed to be in town in a few weeks, right? Yeah, yeah, he's, he is. I'm looking forward to him coming down. When it's all said and done, he'll be calling him a liar, a backstabber, yep. and a piece of shit, and then... We gotta get him on the podcast when he's here. Oh yeah, it's yeah, good. Tony was nothing but nice to us when we met him in yeah, Vegas. He's great. He's an awesome yeah. guy. He was a really good guest on my podcast too, and he'll talk about all kinds of crazy. Where things. do you do your podcast? So we have a podcast room. When we were in between the moves, we had to do them. Um, um, we did them out of my guest house for a little while, um, but now we're back in the podcast room again. Okay. And how do people find it? Where can they go? So uh, well, the podcast is 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 Ask PG Braun, and it's on iTunes, it's on SoundCloud, and we always okay. we always put them up on the website too. Okay. Once a week, for the most part, yeah. We, we, sometimes with my travel, we can't do them every week, uh, but I would say for you know a normal fifty-two week year, we're probably putting out at least forty. Forty stuff. Probably a good forty weeks worth of episodes. In How long do you go? You know, if if it's just answering the questions it could be as short as an hour and if it's a guest also it could be two hours you know two and a half hours we did a long one with Derek Poundstone and um, well, Rob cool. Kearney World's Strongest Gay cool. those two guys on there that was a long one it was really good Rob Kearney is the one that's gay right yes he just said World's Strongest World's Gay World's Strongest Gay <laughs> World's Strongest what? Gay yeah his Instagram is World's Strongest Gay I mean <laughs> well, I guess he is though as far as it goes so he's ranked in the, in the World's Strongest Man now <laughs> Gay. Yeah, no, that's his Instagram. <laughs> You're laughing at that. Yours is the big Lenny tan ten ten. <laughs> big difference. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you guys having me on. With yeah. Yeah. yeah well, thanks for, coming, yeah. Man. thanks for coming. No, yeah. it was fun. Somebody yeah. was like, "How? Why? Why haven't you done the uh, podcast yet?" And I was like, "They haven't asked." So as soon as you asked, I said, "Yeah, let's, yeah, let's do it." So. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. We appreciate it's, it's it. Good. Yeah, it's good. It's a good platform to get uh, your name out there, and we're also gonna be uh introduced to your fans that's right and hopefully you guys can help me build my business since jason failed at it <laughs> there you go jay what about us a- the, more- <laughs> the more people you network with the- just getting your name out there is good it's I, I, absolutely so you know i i think that there there probably are some small percentage of people that think that we did use jason to get views and we thought that we 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 would do something positive with Jason that would influence people in that demographic. Well, he thinks so too. But <laughs> you can either say that we tried for too long, but I, I can promise you that far more negative came in the end of that. It always does with him. Far more negative came in the end of that. But 
he's had every single opportunity to be someone who has half a million subscribers. All he's had to do is just... Not burn bridges. Not burn bridges and follow the protocols that are given to him by people who know what they're talking about. he finally got into shape, which he has the ability to do it, if he sticks to a plan... But you, like you said, you got to be on him twenty four seven. Tony, it would shock the world. Tony he wants no, me to call him. Tony has no idea what he's getting himself into, but he'll see. No, he'll find out. Yeah, you know, if you were using Jason, oh. you would have you would have used him as clickbait on the thumbnails. Absolutely, looking like a retard, mm-hmm. and you never did. No, that. we never did. We never did. That's how you use people. Yeah, you know, he was just like a you know he was just a member of the cast of characters that we had regularly coming around. And what is what is he called? A symbiotic relationship. <laughs> yes. He used me and I used him. It's symbiotic. Okay. Yeah, whatever. Anything else, Leonard? No, thank you, PJ. Very interesting. I'm like a sponge. I don't know what to say. <laughs> I appreciate it. Do you have any athletes I... competing in the Olympia, or Arnold? Uh, Keon Pearson competing at the Olympia, so we're super excited for him. He's uh, classic bodybuilding, won New York Pro. So that's I, a big show. Yeah, of course. Yeah, we we do a real big booth at the Olympia. It's a fun one. For New us. York Pro is big. Yeah, it'll be. It'll, yeah, it'll be fun. So that's one of the bigger ones. Yeah, New York. Pro. So it's it's the Olympia, the Arnold, and the New York Pro. Have you ever heard of the Las Vegas Lounge? Have you ever gone when you go out there? No. What is the Las Vegas Lounge? Lenny, you want to? it up. It's pretty good. I like it. On Vegas. Is it like the cat house? Mike Tyson was there. Yeah, similar. Yeah. Hey, okay. uh... <laughs> More variety? Definitely. Okay. Well, That's about, what we own. About eight inches worth. <laughs> More variety. <laughs> variety. Awesome. All right. Well, I'm going to get home before my girlfriend. All right, PJ. Panicking. Thank you, guys. Dude, thanks for coming, man. Awesome. All right, man. What do you want to hear, Leonard? I do. I will too. Want to hear the Corvette take off? Oh, you want to suck his penis on the way out? <laughs> a car date. I don't have when do you guys put it up? Tomorrow. Cool. Good night, everyone.